What's happening, weirdos? Oh man, this is Anna Conkle, who is one of the stars and creators of one of my favorite shows of all time, which is Pen15. If you haven't seen Pen15, turn this off, unless you're in the car. Don't watch it in the car. But you have to watch it. It's so freaking amazing. Val and I have watched all of it multiple, multiple times, and I'm so happy. Anna and I went back and forth uh, for a long time before this happened, and I'm so glad it's finally happening. Uh, or it's happened. It happened to me. It's happening for you, uh, which is exciting. Thank you for listening. Okay. Um, check out Pen15. Come to see me if you want in at Largo. Let's see. October 18th. We're doing a live uh, Largo podcast. Me, Sweet Lady Val, and from the Endless Honeymoon podcast, Moshe Kasher and Natasha Legero. All of us together. The Endless You Made It Weird Honeymoon joint podcast taking questions from you interacting with the audience live it's going to be an amazing show i'm really looking forward to it and it's the only live date that i have so if you want to come see me i hope you do uh go to largo-la.com and come hang out with me sweet lady v and moshe and natasha that's going to be awesome and as always uh we like to joke this is a free podcast all podcasts are free that's the joke that's the joke but if you want to show your support which so many sweet weirdos do i always tell them just try a pete's pick like the apollo neuro which i'm wearing currently which has absolutely changed my life apollo neuro is a piece of wearable tech so you get to be like a cool you know cutting edge tech wearing person wearable tech is the newest thing and as I said, this one is changing my life. Apollo Neuro is a wearable that helps your body recover from stress. It can help you relax. It can help you sleep, focus, and be more productive. It's like a wearable hug for your nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. What does that mean? It means Apollo Neuro delivers gentle, soothing vibrations directly into your wrist. I wear mine on my wrist, like kind of like a reverse watch on the inside. And it sends a certain scientifically tested pattern of vibration into your nervous system in a language that your nervous system can understand, sort of like how upbeat music gets your heart uh, elevated. This is doing the same thing to help your nervous system recover and rebalance after stress. You can also wear it on your ankle. I have some friends that wear them down on the foot if you're not a wrist person as well. They have different settings, energy and wake up, which is literally like a shot of espresso. It's incredible before a workout, social and open, a great setting for parties, obviously, clear and focused, which I have it on right now. And when I'm doing these podcasts and when I'm writing, it's an incredible way to get into a flow state, rebuild and recover, wonderful after stressful meals with family or after a workout. Meditation and mindfulness is the first setting that I used on my Apollo and I had deeper and easier meditation that I had had in years. That was the setting that really made made me a believer. Relax and unwind. Uh, Val and I joke, try and stay awake when it's on relax and unwind. We put it on that when we're watching TV at the end of the day, and it's really hard to stay awake often. Sleep and renew is what I put it on when I get in bed, helps me fall asleep gently. And if I wake up in the middle of the night, as I often do, two pushes of the, both the buttons on the Apollo reruns the last program that you ran. So if it's on sleep and renew and you wake up in the middle of the night, you have something to do. You push the buttons and it lulls you back to sleep. I love it. It's like finding a circuit breaker on your body. 
gives you agency over your life and actually trains the nervous system to cope with stress better over time. So the more you use it, the better it works. It was developed by Dr. Dave, uh, who was a podcast guest a few weeks ago, a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist. The two of them were studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. So this is not a mood ring or a crystal. This is real science. Apollo's effects on stress, sleep, cognitive, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real world studies and there are more to come so try it i love it clearly val loves it we love it and if you want to try one show your support of the show and get yourself an apollo go to apolloneuro.com slash weird and you will get 10 percent off that's a-p-o-l-l-o-n-e-u-r-o.com slash weird 10 percent off and get yourself into it get yourself into it Something else that Val and I both love, this is a brand that we loved before we started uh, doing it as a Pete's Pick. It's Olipop. Olipop is our favorite drink in general, and it's a healthier soda. I love soda. I haven't had it in years, and that's because I was waiting for a new kind of soda, which is Olipop, which both tastes amazing and is actually good for you. I always go back to grape. Grape soda is my favorite Olipop flavor, and grape soda is one of my favorite sodas. It has a nostalgia to me. Whenever I would go to a bowling alley or a birthday party, I would always get the fountain grape soda. And Olipop, I can't believe it, has actually mimicked that flavor perfectly, but with far, 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 far less sugar. We're talking about two to five grams of sugar from natural sources and no added sugar. For example, their vintage cola, which is Valerie's favorite flavor, has just two grams of sugar. Compare that to 39 in Coca-Cola. And their orange squeeze has five as compared to orange Fanta, which has 44. That almost looks like a 44. So if you like the taste of the soda that you grew up with but don't want all the sugar, don't want the aspartame, get yourself some Olipop. It's the fastest growing functional beverage brand in America. They have cola, they have classic root beer, they have orange squeeze, they have cherry vanilla, they have strawberry vanilla, and my favorite, their newest flavor, classic grape. Uh, The functional ingredients include the benefits of prebiotics. It has prebiotics in there so you know you're doing something good for your gut health. It is so hard to get those into your diet. This is an easy way to get it. Plus, plant fiber. That's soluble fiber. Obviously, the drink is smooth and goes down easy, just like regular soda. But hidden in that delicious drink is plant fiber. It's so hard to get that into your diet, as well as botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health. 90% of Americans consume more than the USDA's daily recommended sugar intake, which is 30 grams, and sweetened beverages like soda are the leading source of added sugars in the American diet. So that's why Olipop is here to save the day. It's non-GMO, it's vegan, it's paleo and keto friendly with less than 8 grams of net carbs per can. And they're so confident that you'll love their products. They offer 100% money back guarantee for orders placed through their website. And we worked out a special deal for weirdos. You get 20% off plus free shipping on your order. I get my Olipop uh, off, uh, on, off of the online as well. They have it at Kroger, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans. But I like getting it online. Uh, go to uh, drinkolipop.com slash weird or use weird at checkout to claim the deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P dot com slash 
weird. Get yourself some good soda back into your life and show your support of the show and get 20% off. Drinkolipop.com slash weird. Last but not least, which one am I wearing? Oh, just regular gray. Not all my me undies are, are, are fun are fun colors, but they're all perfectly fitting and wonderfully soft and wonderful. So let me ask you this. You afraid of the are you afraid of the you afraid of the glow in the dark? Well shield your eyes because the new MeUndies Halloween just dropped. Dead. Drop dead. Guys, it's Halloween time. We gotta have some Halloween ads. If there's one collection you don't want to ghost, get it? It's this one. With five new prints to turn up the terror, you should summon them before it's too late. I didn't have to do all three. I did all three because I liked all three. I don't you guys probably know this by now, but years ago Val and I heard about MeUndies on another podcast that we loved and just did a complete top to tails emphasis on tails redo of our wardrobe i realized i was a grown man and my underwear was not great fitting it was not fun prints it was not perfectly soft and breathable and i was like what am i doing what am i doing with my life this is one of the first things i do in the morning is put on underwear i want that to be a happy and good moment so we get a complete overall, and we're now a MeUndies family. We're talking MeUndies onesies, onesies, lounge pants, and of course, the daily underwear. So whether you're out running a killer or being abducted by aliens this Halloween, be comforted by the fact that your undies are sustainable and the softest in town. MeUndies are made from natural fiber sorts from beechwood trees, making their micro-modal fabric soft, breathable, and dangerously cozy. So get your spooky season up and haunting with five new prints, I see you, my boo, tricks and treats, lazy bones, and lazy pumpkin. Available in undies, bralettes, socks, and loungewear in sizes extra small, extra, extra small, I messed that up, extra small through 4XL. I get 3XL. I have a 40 waist. I just like them a little bit looser. There are options to consider. Make a decision quickly because there's somebody right behind you. I want to stress that that's not literally true, but it's kind of fun to pretend. Make a decision quick because there's somebody right behind you. MeUndies also offers a great offer for weirdos. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has a promise. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, you can return for your order for a full refund within 45 days. So to get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash weird. That's MeUndies.com slash weird and show your support of the podcast. Okay, guys, enjoy Anna Conkle. I hope you love her as much as I did. Check out Pen15. Can't wait for season three. So honored that she came in uh, and hope to see you for a live We Made It Weird Endless Honeymoon podcast at Largo on October 18th. Uh, all right, get into it. This is like NPR when you're kind of off mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah this papers. is so cool. Yeah. You have yeah. to have ambient. <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> we can leave the door open as long as it's quiet. Wonderful. Okay. All right. I love the couch. Yeah. You can move those pillows and use that as your back if you want. Oh, I am so. No one knows. Listening to your podcast and episode that was like. No. Some people get too comfortable. What's that? How some people oh, oh some here people on the couch get too comfortable. Yeah, oh, get like oh a really, recent episode. A recent episode. Yeah, yeah where they went like, they unnamed. got ooey gooey. Well, I'll show you what they did. To be really dorky and quote you like this. Like this. It was like talking to me like this. 
yeah, and not looking and at you. When, yeah, and he was melting. Wow. But it's really not his fault. It should be a sponsor. This is a Crate and Barrel Verano. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you... Fantastic. OMG, you've it's really tasted comfy. successes, and I, I feel like this is so stupid. It's not really true, but it's just sort of for fun true. Okay. That you go from Ikea to Crate and Barrel. So this is like a big 100% deal. 100% true okay. for me, yeah, actually. Okay, okay. At first, it was like garage sales, yes, hand downs, yes. a lot of free stuff yes. like on the side of the road, yes. honestly, growing up. Yes. And then, which I resented and pretended wasn't in my household. And Wait, then, you mean your family would really pick up stuff? From- yeah. That was my mom's favorite thing. At the dump also, there was like no, a take it or leave it. Did you guys have take it or leave it? Okay. Katie so, had a take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. And, We've and only we got a lot it. of couches there. You got couches at yes, the dump. Yes. It was, Is it was embarrassing. Is this before bed bugs in the 80s, before bed bugs existed? I mean, I didn't know what bed bugs were till New York City, but I, I did have yeah. fleas a lot from our cats. So maybe they were actually- <laughs> From the couch. From the couch. Well, this I don't is getting want a dark. dumpster shame. <laughs> And that dumpster no. dump, dump, no, dump but shame. the dump, take, dump in dumpster is dump. The true, <laughs> true. Yard sales were big. Yard sales, okay. Yeah. So your family would see stuff by the side of the road, pull over, and take it. Just my mom. Just your mom. Yeah. Is she your? Is she like an immigrant? <laughs> no. <laughs> the only reason I ask is because my mom. <laughs> oh. That's a very leading question. Is Lithuanian, so she's oh. still incredibly thrifty. Yes. I should just say what I'm thinking instead of. <laughs> Phrasing it as an insincere question. Was she Lithuanian? No. Yes. No. 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 Well, sometimes um, people that survived the Depression yes. and people that lived through World War II, right. these have certain flavors that they never shake. True. My mom is fine. Yeah. But she will still be like, go back. She'll go like on a four-hour circle back to Filene's to get that 75 cent. <laughs> well, you're from the East Coast. Filene's. You're from, what, what is yeah. it? Situate. Situate. See, I wanted to, I couldn't remember what it was. I wanted and where, to And are you from you. Boston proper? No. Oh, okay, okay. On. I well, I seem very cool. What's that? That seemed very cool. I thought you said I seemed very <laughs> and, cool. And you. No and you. No way. This is such a fun thing that we're talking. I'm so glad you're here. Me too. Thank you. I cleaned up. Um, <laughs> um, I want to talk about what well you just saying uh, me thinking you said that you're cool obviously I, I was kidding reminded me of junior high I really do want to talk about junior yeah, high feelings I'm that. sure you get that all the time but it's so fun it. it's so fun to talk I'm sure that's what your writer's room is too yeah it's just talking about the most embarrassing things that happen yes yeah. a lot of secrets and if it's a good day in the writer's room then you're talking about something that you've never told before beautiful and and sometimes it ends with a laugh and me too and whatever and sometimes it doesn't and what you're like one? why did i share that tell me one of those Oof. i'll try and think the of one, one of mine okay so okay i'm gonna alone. think yes the ones that don't get laughs are pretty dark <laughs> and you're like I, that's yeah i told a story in the in the crashers crashers writer's room where I thought it was going to be this huge laugh. I won't tell the story. It's that bad. Yeah, that's not, the story I'm thinking bad. of. It's just sort of like, like, nobody needs to hear this. I relate. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it almost sounded self-serving, which I didn't intend. Mm. I was telling the story and I sort of, it, it, midway it seemed like I was telling a story that you'd tell like to seem cool. But it was also embarrassing, but I thought the embarrassment was more than the cool, mm. so it would wave over the cool. Meaning you're like the victim and the victor in it, like you saved the day, but you're also... It's a, It was a sex story, and it was embarrassing. <laughs> but like when you start by being like, one time I had sex, everyone's like, shut up. <laughs> Maybe it's different as a woman, because I feel like my sex stories really... People love them. Re- people love them. Can't get enough. Well, I think... <laughs> 
I'm trying to think. I do want to say I looked at my own butthole in the mirror. Just did, okay. did any of the boys in the room admit to that? Because you got you girls did gosh. a very, very bold. Yeah. That's not code for inappropriate. I'm, I mean bold. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just sure you do morning radio where people are like, bold show, right. bold show. And Cringe. you can feel... Cringe is what people say. Is that what it is? We're, yeah, we loved your cringe comedy. That's it. And I'm like There's go, a... going back in my head of like what, the cringe, okay? Yes. Because to me, I'm like, it's, it's not... not cringy. It's just truthful, well, you know? can we, I think we can agree, Anna. Yeah. That this is some fucking crazy shit, junior high. Yeah. And <laughs> no one's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they are now, but they weren't. Yeah. You know? Now they are. Well, Big Mouth More people, too. yeah. Do you ever yeah. watch the Big Mouth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. I felt a similar solidarity yeah. with Big Mouth. Yeah. Anyway, nobody admitted to the butthole peak. No See, one I brought feel it weird up. saying it now. Now we're doing what you said happened. <laughs> but I was like, I looked at mine. Can I say that? Okay, thank yeah. you. Because I did get that else. flush. I don't. Flush That's what easily. happens because you don't. I'm gonna have a drink now. Do yeah, we don't. We don't. We're just. It's. We're just. We repress it. And there's so many people that say exactly that that they cannot even when they try remember that time and that age and there's so much stuff as adults too that we're just told not to talk about and we're like that didn't happen yesterday and i think middle school is just the beginning like the real beginning of that you do it as a kid too or i did but it really gets like going when you're in middle school yeah for yeah. sure you learn more about like oh i feel shame and i need to hide that i feel shame versus earlier i think you're like i feel bad and i'm gonna tell someone and then you're like or for me it was like now i need to hide it and i need to fit in and my secrets need to stay secrets that's right it's when you start learning, I don't know, is that where clicks and all that stuff start? Or yeah. like really social belonging mm. is super dupes important? Yeah. You're absolutely right. When I was younger, it felt more appropriate to be like, I'm going through a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like things are getting strange. <laughs> but when you're when you're in junior high, you're like, it's not happening to me. Here's right. something. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to pitch you stuff. Okay. I'm please. not pitching it. Okay. I'm just on the topic. Girls got their periods. And there was real pouch envy for the boys. Uh, pouch? I, you don't know pouch envy? What's pouch envy? The kangaroo, mama kangaroo has a pouch and the boy doesn't have it. So Freud called it pouch envy. Oh, for having a period? For having a pouch, just for having the feminine. Oh. So instead of saying period envy or or breast oh, envy or maternal envy, you'd call it pouch envy because it's kangaroos. I literally know nothing about this. I can't believe I just gave wow. you that. Now you can go in the writer's room and ag. Oh, Please send footage of the first time you use pouch envy as okay. if you've always known it. That, okay. Oh, this is real this pouch is, envy. Yeah, 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 this is pouch envy. <laughs> what? Everyone's just going to be like, yeah, that's so true. And then I'm going to be like, yeah, I knew about that. Um, it, wow. Yeah, so I, I think it's, is it Freud? You give it a goo, Katie, would you please? I'm pretty sure it's it's uh, a Freud thing that men are secretly. This is why oh, we're always that's right. building yeah. buildings and putting our names on them and stuff. It's because we can't it, have it, babies, it, so it's it, pouch envy. Oh. So it's not just right. uh, menstruation. I say menstruation, right. not menstruation, but some people say menstruation. Menstruation, menstruation. menstruation. I yeah. Say it without okay. thinking about it. Menstruation. I guess I say ru. ru. Menstruation. You say menstruation? I guess. It sounded like every dry rehearsal you just did was <laughs> menstruation. And then you were like, you, this is what you just did. Menstruation, 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 menstruation. Menstru- yeah, I guess I say menstruation. I was going to say you can't prove it. And then I was like, you can't. Everyone listening is either laughing because you were wrong or I was wrong. I think I was. But wrong. either way, probably yeah. Free easy download. Right at the airport. Yep. Download it at the gate. We'll get you to Miami. 
That's the new minute weird guarantee. No matter where you are in the country, we'll get you to Miami. One episode. (laughs) Okay, so the boys made this thing. Well, all the we wanted to know that we had crossed a threshold, Mm. and that is something that women have that uh, that boys struggle with. This is why there's like male initiation and stuff. See, I'm so think about obviously the girls perspective we'll give it that's, that's why i'm not, loading you in you know spoken about as much i mean also i just i guess i mean or not looked at closely because we're kind of taught to just pretend it didn't happen because girl stuff is gross and da, 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 and it's mm-hmm. grosser than boy stuff i mm-hmm. think is what we're taught but mm-hmm. also that means that i haven't spent a lot of time thinking about the reverse the boy version yeah so i actually love hearing about this well it's almost done because i really I'm please don't let it be much the boys were competitive on who had had, wait for it, okay. a wet dream, which is ah. not a thing. Is it not? That's not a thing. It's, a, it's not like you have a wet dream and now you're a man, but we wanted something oh. to be like you had your first, you've, you're, you're now a real, that you're makes sexual, sense to me. Yeah. You're, you're fertile. And I couldn't even control it. And it I couldn't just, even control it. It happened weird, to me. Because I guess we weren't J in it. Not everybody was J in it. So you wanted. Jerking off. Yes. I just translated for myself. Pouch envy. Thank you. You're really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody was jerking off. Not every. There wasn't a consensus on jerking off yet. Oh. So you wanted. At 13? This is like seventh grade. Wow. Yeah. All the guys talked about it. I felt like too. Like, like it was an accepted joke. To just be like, Dan's jerking off or, tie, you know, I jerked off there. I'm going to jerk off later or whatever. But really, it never occurred two? to me. Those two people. Hi. No, 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 no. Not those two people. I'm not, I made up the name. Those two examples, they would be like, I jerked off today? Yeah. Are you I, sure? Yeah, I think so. But it'd be like, I jerked off today. No you know, it'd way. Be like a joke. Where did you go yeah. to school? TV? Public. That's like... <laughs> That's something like I would always watch TV, not Pen15. I would watch other TV shows. And the lack of embarrassment was just like, I couldn't understand it. Mm. Like the emotional intelligence. Pen15 does a great job with this, Mm. where people are saying things and they're not literally true or they're the opposite of what's true. Right, 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 right. Subtext is my favorite thing in the world. And junior high is all about subtext. Yes. And when I would watch TV, it was people just being more literal, being like, like the movie uh, right. Kids, where he's oh. like, oh, man, I fucking put my dick in. I was just <laughs> well, like. True. Yeah, very, very true. Very true. <laughs> I guess, I mean, it would be said with irony about themselves. Like, right. Like, it wouldn't necessarily be literal. I understand. But just the fact that they could joke about it. Right. I'm picturing this kid. blind. Does he have reckless curly hair <laughs> and a baggy Stussy shirt? No, he would have gelled it straight, 100%. <laughs> Um, gelled straight. Gelled straight. And it's then, like scared straight, but they just they give you an eighties makeover, nineties <laughs> makeover. And then the other version of the kid is was being made fun of as though he was gonna jerk. As off. though he had jerked it. But all of that normalized it. And then seeing it in movies and TV shows, See, and that's I, a that's a normalized jo- that's normalizing the joke or the experience of it. And like what what blew my mind to plug my show with with Maya was 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 talking about masturbation on the girl side and at first going like oh we can't do that you know and then asking ourselves well why this has been done in movies forever and stuff forever we saw it starting in year 2000 you mean for boys about boys and men and and it still feels wrong and here we are 30 years old like afraid to talk about it for sure and and as a you know so anyway that kind of blew my mind it wasn't something we were going in like 
like wanting to talk about necessarily. No, there's like a weird, I want you to talk about this. Don't let me no. try to explain this, but here's the topic. I feel like there's a weird PR campaign made about women. This is so basic. <laughs> made about uh, women uh-huh. by men, written by men. Yeah. Let's call it the Playboy centerfold kind of image. Right. And we made this because vaginas are complicated mm-hmm. and they are mm. a lot of things. Mm. They're not just flowers and satin sheets. They're, right. they're you know, and 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 girls aren't just one thing. Yeah. Just speak on that. The idea is like yeah. I think we struggle with the scene where Maya is really giving yes. herself a deep deeping. Yeah. Yep. A deepening. A deeping. <laughs> a deeping. A deep angle. And yeah, I'll admit I because that. I haven't seen that before, just yeah. in the middle of a comedy. I, I don't I don't know what word I would use, but let's say it was like a little Yeah. <laughs> cringe. Not cringe. <laughs> no. A little like, oh my goodness. Uncomfortable. Unfamiliar too. Uncomfortable. Unfamiliar. And because yeah. it was unco- unfamiliar, it was uncomfortable. And I, I was understand. like, why am I I like to think of myself as yeah. this? You know, I'm with it, but I'm also a product of my culture. And I'm like, it's like, it flies in the face of, there's like a male Illuminati Mm. that's building a PR campaign because women are so complicated, Mm -hmm. just like all human beings are. But we want to simplify them and turn them into sort of like bars of soap. And we want to make it like carved into the Venus de Malo. And and, am I saying that right? I don't know. Panic, 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 couch envy. (laughs) And the vagina too, where like it's beautiful and Mm. it's... It's uh, it's nowadays it's hairless and all these things, <laughs> yeah. and and you guys were going like no, just like boys, yeah, we're horny and we are curious about our bodies. What did that make you think of the PR? Yeah, I think Amaya and I have talked a lot about this, and she's I think said it really well because she was the one for me. I found sexuality really late. I mean, for me, like compared to her story of, you know, I don't think I masturbated till I was like 23 or four or something oh, wow. like that. And so when was that after you had had sex or did yeah. you, you had had sex? I had had sex. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really. And I was shamed. There was a rumor that went around about me when I was Anna, in. You I was had in, sex. Yeah. And then you were like, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't. I think I just thought it was wrong on some level, even I though see. I was raised in this liberal hippie household. And see, this is me watching the show. I'm yeah. like, why do I have this latent, yeah. undiagnosed wrong feeling? I don't think it's rare. I, I don't think, think it's, it's rare either. I think the yeah. rarity is someone watching that not going, <gasps> Yeah, you know, exactly. and even as a, the co-writer, whatever, of the show, like, I still feel that a little bit. And I think we st- we still talk about subjects in the show and when we're writing that make us uncomfortable or where we get the feeling of like, ooh, this is too far or whatever, or it's not. Right. But then we talk about it a lot until we get to a place where we're like, oh, it's not. And because we have each other and I respect her opinion and I think she res- and I think she respects mine, <laughs> um, we get to validate each other in a way that gives us the courage to then like be like, no, it is great. This That's- is important. But alone, I don't think we would have gotten there. And and I think in terms of the PR of it all, like we've talked a lot about how women and and girl and women's sexuality is like you're either like a slut or you're like crying and and or angry you know and that's sexuality and it can be funny and it can be kind of gross and sticky and it can be sexy and it can be exciting it can be weird it's all these things and it's that's okay you know mm-hmm. yeah oh i love that yeah. i thought there was more so i wasn't that's it i wasn't jay lenoing jay lenoing <laughs> meaning when she's done, I'm going to ask I'm this. Gonna... I was just completely in it. I appreciate that, really. <laughs> yeah, and it makes for bad podcasting. So really? shout out to Jay. 
<laughs> Keep it real, Jay. <laughs> You're the king of late night. <laughs> I, I take the weirdest dance. The most pro Conan person. You're my boy, Jay. <laughs> um, look, I love everything you said. And I'm actually sitting here worried that I'm going to freak you out with my junior high sex stories. But it's, it's there's nothing of, that can. It's one of my most favorite. Well, here's one. Are you Great. ready? Yeah. Me and my Maya. Great. Call my Maya. Okay. What episode? Still friends? Yeah. Oh. Not as close as I'd like. Yeah. Heartbreak emoji. Yeah. It's complicated. Long-term friendships, I think, go through different stages just as long-term relationships do. And full disclosure. Yeah. You're so sweet to say that. What beautiful caring. I think it's true. I think it's true, too. But you didn't have to say it, and you did. <laughs> what a gift. I unwrapped it. I'm throwing away the receipt because I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna very. I want to return it later, but no. <laughs> you're gonna go to Sharp Rimage. Uh, Earn Earn was episode 300, I think. Yeah. It doesn't. You don't have to look it up, Katie. Don't waste your life with that. <laughs> Google 300, I believe. Maybe. Anyway, he was. He's. He's like still. I would call him my best friend. But then we had kids, and he lives in Cleveland, and yeah. you know, so it's hard to yeah, blah blah blah. And but also, I, I was gonna say full disclosure. Part of our relationship, and this is a real junior high thing, was like, I was the lowest person in my junior high class. No. I know. Actually? Yeah. Like, not your perception. Not just like a little invisible where you, because this well, is something we talked about. Well, there were only 12 of us. There were only 12 boys. Oh, God. So it was really easy that's to know, brutal. like, I'm the lowest. Oh, <laughs> that's fucking brutal. Oh, and there were probably 12 girls. So 12 boys, 12 girls. Wow. Very small, Cambridge, hippie, kind of like middle school. And it was, it wasn't like, I also, I, I just, this could have been my perception, but I was also the only soft boy. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm the only one that was afraid of having bosoms or swimming yeah. with his t-shirt on or anything yeah. like that. So maybe I was lowering myself, but like, honestly, yeah, I, I would, I would listen to other people pleading that they were the lowest, but I felt like I was the lowest. And then Ern showed up and this is what's fucked up is, and this I, is your best friend. This is Ern. Ern. So now we're both 42. And I love that name. His name is Aaron. Oh, but got I call it. Aaron. Aaron. Okay. Isn't that fun? <laughs> I'm, so I didn't fun. even explain it. Um, and uh, fuck, I'm talking too much. I no, just realized. No, I I love this personally. Okay. okay. Well, and now I'm realizing maybe he won't want me to tell the story. That's okay. You don't need to. Sorry, I'm gonna stop like being a therapist. No, yeah. you're sweet. No, I, I I'll I'll ask him if it's okay. But we used to go. So now we're in junior high, and we had just discovered Jang it. And we would go like on these trips, <laughs> like like and Winnebago trips. Yes. Did you tell each other? Were you like one discovered it before the other? He or, discovered it before me. And did someone tell him, or it was like a physical finding, like a treasure a buried physical treasure? Physical finding, and we're spelling finding with a ph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my next show. <laughs> Anna Gungle, physical finding. <laughs> physical finding. Um, is this where you tell me it's Anna and I eat shit no. for the rest of my life? I wish it was Anna. What panic? That would be so cool. I'm pretty sure that's up to you. Just no, flip my a mom switch. just renamed herself Jana and it was Janet. So I can't, I can't no, she change didn't. my. She did. No. She yeah. And my, my, my best friend's. No, yeah, she Janet. did. You can't be Janet. Well, she is. She insists that she is. And no. yeah. And she, she moved to a town in Florida where no one knew her. And then she just said, I'm Jana. Said, I'm Jana. I don't like that. What did she say? That the t was so final and closed. Jana? I want to be Jana versus Janet. Like Janet's final and closed. Jana. Jana is open. But the, the greatest irony is, yes. is that 
my longest friend, like known her since the day I was born, and is basically my mom's niece is also named Jana. So she's not even. It's not even original. <laughs> this is so mean. But it bothers me if you can't tell. I wish you would keep the name Janet. But I just railroaded your story. Please, Anna, not Anna. Please railroad. Okay. This can't be two hours of me telling you embarrassing junior high ones. This one's almost done. So it would be in a Winnebago with my dad. And we're horny as fuck. And like mm. all you do when you're after you discover masturbation is masturbate. Mm. It's like not all you do. But I mean like you're putting up numbers. <laughs> like in a normal day. Like yeah, three... Three times a day wouldn't wow. be abnormal. Your, is your life revolving around jerking off? Not in, in fact. And food. <laughs> shout out to my mom. She said, because my church I was telling me. I don't know where me, this is going. I okay. know. My mom, she was so sexy. <laughs> Why did you make me yes and that terrible, terrible premise? The church was telling me it was evil. And my mom, mm. in a very loving and good moment, even though she was churchy, said, as long as your life doesn't revolve around it. So it's funny that you said that. Wow. She was like, just don't get obsessed like nothing and she's right nothing should be so important that you can't like have a yeah. balanced life wow. she didn't use the word balance but that's what she meant so wise it was wise yeah. and it was compassionate it was more compassionate than the place i was getting from the building supposed to be dedicated to compassion wow yeah. <laughs> so shout out to my mom she really killed that yeah. one i think i was and i always thought of in and never mind that's a it's not important um it was happy madison he had a jerk off room and that's giving it too much mm, got it. weight. Yeah. So anyway, not every day, three times, but then, so this is what I think is pen 15 interesting. We'd go and shower. Of course, we're not jerking off all day because we're together and we're with my weird dad and he's eating <laughs> smoked meats and pastrami and he's telling us about baseball and we're so confused and awkward and lanky and falling right. down sometimes because our bodies are new and changing. <laughs> and then at night, we'd go to the bathroom. Maybe we said this on this episode and we'd just go in different shower stalls not right maybe next to each other yeah it doesn't even matter and or maybe separated by one who cares it was definitely next to each Mm -hmm. other (laughs) and we'd be talking Mm -hmm. and then we wouldn't be talking for three to four Mm. minutes and it was just like that to me is junior high yes it's like your sexuality is happening it's intense it's overwhelming Mm -hmm. it's like something you need to do and you have a best friend that is going through it at the same time. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, you that's need survival. that. survival. I know. You need that friend. What did that make you think of? I mean, that, that's just a what did it make you think of it, question. It just, it, it's, I think it's really common. Like we kind of broached telling this story um, last season with our character Sam and Gabe and, and that we kind of insinuate that they're masturbating in the, uh, together, like on a sleepover or whatever, because, and then it, because a lot of our writers, that was the experience of like the first time or one of the times doing it with somebody else not together but in the same vicinity like knowing you both of a syndrome had the same yeah had the same inclination i think is comforting actually and that you you're both yeah you're in it together you're doing this new kind of illicit maybe wrong quote-unquote thing together but then you grow up and you feel like i you know i think I don't know that people describe feeling wrong for doing it near or, you know, with a friend or whatever, when it's so common. And I think I don't remember the statistic now, but it's definitely more than half of the world is having their first sexual experience with like a friend or someone of the same sex. Really? Yeah. Like around. I could be wrong. You're going to Google this and it's going to be like, no, I won't be just I know. But just ja- Jana. <laughs> this is Jana. <laughs> but what I remember is that validating 
statistic. I mean, I didn't even think of it as, and I'm conceding that it might have been, you know, it's a very sexual thing. Yeah. Separated by a wall. Right. And then we would keep talking afterwards. Like that's right. the funniest part. I love that. And that's the that's the humor of Pen Fifteen is you would include yes. the moment after. Hundred percent. Who like you're waiting for them to are to they done? done? I I'm done. Hey. <laughs> you gotta clear your throat a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Flush <laughs> the toilet. You sing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do? Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember it. I remember the orgasm. No, I'm just kidding. I remember the, the color of the stall and mm. it was very, very vivid. And you didn't need at that age or maybe any age, you don't need anything to your imagination alone. No, imagine alone. Imagine and did you alone. ever like, was it the internet or a magazine or because it's so different now how I, I teens feel, find porn. Yeah. Like what it was then is so different. I mean... It was, I remember, well, I was religious, so I remember this kid, Mark, he offered me his porn. He was graduating, mm. and he was like, do you want my porn? What grade was he this, in? He was like a senior in high school. <gasps> so this is later. And how old were you? I was a junior in high school. Okay. So yeah. And he offered it to me, yeah. and I was the leader of Mustard Seeds Christian Fellowship. Great. And he knew this. So there was part of me that was like insulted. Like, how mm. can you... You're offering me a literally a garbage bag of porn mags and like, haven't you heard me s- prophesy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand. So go. Well, I was just thinking. So it was a liberal school and very religious. Like well, it was this hippie, is, or this was this a is my high school, school. just high regular school. Yeah, public yeah. school. Got it. So Got he, this it. was. Although this could have happened at my anyway. So he offered it to me, and I, my a voice inside of me was screaming, "Yes, take it." Yeah. And I said no mm. because of the expectation. And Anna, you think about I it was, to this day. I do. You're like, and I, I was need that. Sick. Listen to this story. <laughs> After that, me and Ern went in the Winnebago to New York with my dad. We must have done that a lot. This was that. That was not the jerk off trip. That was in junior high. That's how long I've known Ern. So in junior high, we're having quiet, you know, mutual, <laughs> separated, separated. <laughs> not to be homophobic, but if gonna, not, but that's okay. Junior, yeah, it would have been fine if right, we weren't. Right. But just for his sake, it was right. separated and wasn't. Uh, overtly erotic in that right. way, or homoerotic, whatever you. I don't, ah, forget it. You're my it's boy. Scary to talk about You're it. You're my it. boy. <laughs> I go back to a bit. So me and Ern go to New York City with my dad. I am literally physically ill because I said no to the porno. Oh. I'm. I, I were. I was so upset with myself because porn was. You couldn't get it. Can't get it. But the internet. It, it's not quite yet. It's this is 1996. Ah. So it's Earn, not quite yet. Did you yet. tell Ern about this? I'm sure Ern heard about this. Mm. My confidant. And was he, where did he fall and how he. I'm know. pretty sure he would have been like, that would have been great. Take it. Okay. You should have taken Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The internet, you could you could kind of get stuff, but like, that's yeah. a whole other subject. Okay. We need to talk about you more. This is the last story I'm telling. I'm, well, I like it. But no, okay. I can tell we're having a good gab, but I'm. I'm I'm never going to read the comments, but just know people comment. I'm never going to see them. I'm never going to see them. I'm what never does gonna, that mean? I'm not going to look at them. Oh, because it's, it's an intense. Not even because. Just not. I'm out. I'm off social. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. But just know. Got it. Hey, Pete, you're talking too much. Got it. See, even I know. You didn't even have to tell me. Okay. Here's the end of the story, though. I think you're going to like okay. it. Okay. I'm literally physically ill. I can't eat. I, I threw up at one point. All because, I swear, <gasps> because I was so upset about this. Then we're walking down. Sixth Avenue. Have you heard of it? Avenue yeah. of the Americas? Yeah. 
in like Times Square, who do we run into? No. Mark. No. I'm from Lexington, Massachusetts. We're in Manhattan on a trip. I didn't know he was there. Wow. I ran in. It's almost like I manifested. Like, because I kept going like, this is pre-cell phone too. Like, if only I could tell him. I changed my mind. I do want it. I was so upset. And then I saw him walking down the street. And guess what? I didn't say anything. I was just like, oh, I just, <laughs> just could have said, say hey, you know what? I will take it. <gasps> didn't. The universe was like, Please. My mind is going, yeah. Just say, hey, that. No, I'm just. Hey, that, like, just, talk like mafiosos. It, it, that it, thing we talked about. <laughs> it feels like, well, I'm just thinking of an episode. You know, it just feels like the episode about masturbation and God, you know, that yeah. like it feels like fateful. It, it feels, feels like, like a religious experience. You mean that he showed up? Yes. Like God gave yeah, him. Yeah, because when you said I manifested him, I was thinking. It's like a prayer like, was answered. Well, like a prayer was answered or this bigger thing was like, you need this. This is for you. You're trying. <laughs> That's how I see it now. You're trying to run away. You blew this. it now. Don't blow <laughs> it again. This is for you. And then, and then the, the, the depth of this and the, the kind of sadness of it. And that's why it's such a pen 15 episode, is which I is why I'm making about pen 15. Again. Sorry. Is that you oh, instead you walk past it because that's how you know what it is. Deep your yearning is. Yeah. And, and then you have to live with that when he was like, right. He showed up again. There. All I had to say is the bag. I'll the back. I'll take, <laughs> take it. it. I'll He's take just it. in his back pocket. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. I'll take the bag. Take he even it. tried to talk me into it. I remember he went, Stop. He told me what it was and he was like, It's premium stuff. It's premium. <laughs> so you remember every I remember word. Every detail. That's how these moments are for yes. me. Yes. And it's interesting because so many like people will say that they don't remember anything. Nothing. Interesting. Yeah. I sometimes need a little a little help. help getting there and that's what i like about your show mm. I, I said this to you in our kitchen but val and i have watched the whole thing three four times maybe i know that's, that's too much sometimes i freak people out but we were <laughs> so into it and we don't do that with a lot of shows it's a, i think it's a masterpiece and i love it to death <laughs> thank you and like mad men hear me out it's the type of show that makes you like i watch mad men and then i call my mother and be like what was it like when marilyn monroe died or whatever mm. And when I when we watch that show, Val and I pause it and we go like, I remember when I this, this, and this. And would have like a 20 minute, it would take an hour and a half to watch an episode oh. because there are these latent memories that we all have. And I think a lot of America is living that way. Mm. Going like, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Yes, it did. People used, I, I had a friend who used to cheers in pictures, he'd move his arm <laughs> over his face to hide, yeah, Aww. to hide his acne. Aww. I know, it's sad. I didn't and, know and then, was going. But he, he was a friend, oh God, it was her. He, I can't say it. Oh, I struggle with this stuff too, I, talking about my real middle school things. But what does he have to feel bad about? We all had acne. And, and oh, he, yeah. But he told me the reason I cheers my drink that way. And I remember him holding that pose for the photo. Like the camera wasn't working. <laughs> and he's sort of still holding his arm up. Like it's starting to shake and my mom's trying to get the Kodak working. See, That's he's braver than high. most to even to tell his up. friend. Well, we were like girls. I'm not just saying that. I, and I'm, well, I'm what so, is that? I, I mean because that in, we were intimate. We were, intimate. we were open. Oh, I mean, as a compliment. so beautiful. Yes. Yeah, no, we, were like, we were like 
more traditionally like girlfriends. We mm. were like, and, and I feel this way. Like, yeah. I don't know why he gave us that voice. It was a beautiful thing. I know that that is the biggest compliment I think that I could possibly get about the show because I am so, and still, even though I'm an oversharer, clearly, and and want to talk about every little granular thing and, and trauma, especially. But and yet, like I'm still in therapy. I'm obsessed with therapy. I've done it forever. And the act of like talking about things as corny as it is, is like what has given me a lot of healing. And so the idea that this show could be doing that for other people. I mean, it's not a replacement for therapy, certainly. But to, to yeah, it's a prompt. Well, therapy doesn't have to be the only place you get therapy. True. Right. True. Yeah. I'm I mean, like, Yeah. Yeah, no true. <laughs> your therapist is like, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, every week like you're fucked you're... otherwise. <laughs> you're um, a big believer in it. Yeah, because it's helped me a lot. In junior high too, just to tie that and agree with you, I needed Earn to be able to talk. Like I didn't yes. like these moles on my face. I don't even I, don't I know have that. moles too. I know, no, yeah. you tiny Yes, I, what little, are you talking tiny about? Freckle. Oh my god. Having a mole off. Conversation that always happens if you point out the same thing That's and someone's so like, funny. "No, mine's Mine bigger. More my pronounced. nose is bigger." Hilarious you know? yeah. and vital. Yeah, Maya do- Maya does that to me. I'm like, "Ugh, my, you know, today I don't like my nose, whatever." Maya's like, "I have a bump too, I know." OMG. I'm like, "You you don't have a bump. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like what you always that's do. Yeah. What you, that's what I just yeah. did to you, and I'm ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> but that is sort of your first taste of therapy. And I'm a therapy person. I love therapy, and I love talking. And Val hears it yeah. all. Like yes. that's that's what that. And you know what, Earn was like a was like a intimate relationship. Like you and you and Maya is like an intimate yeah really on the show yeah. And you have that. You create that safe space, and it does heal you. Yeah, and that, and and at the same time, you're doing some of the worst things you'll ever do. Meaning, like ranking everybody in the class based on right. popularity, right? And Which I, was real. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you ran, you ranked yourself as bottom, but I didn't when I did it with Ern. I was like, I remember vividly that I made myself a six and a half. <laughs> six out, out of twelve. Oh, out, out of ten. 10. You, everybody had a score. Where so who well I and I was know six and a half bottom. okay and I don't remember who we put at the bottom <laughs> I really don't <laughs> but I think I I argued with her to make sure he was like five like I was like you are you are a five and then we made a board game and we drew each other and I drew him so unflattering he has like a little orange fro and I drew this huge orange afro and like like a caricature and like dork ass unibomber glasses and freckles because you thought he could take it I didn't think he was sensitive about any of that stuff mm. and maybe he was I well, still don't know and then he told you about the cheers <clears throat> I didn't I certainly didn't draw any pimples together. or anything yeah, yeah. Right, yes right. and then uh he drew me and he drew my birthmarks Ugh. and he drew like the space. You know how some people have a, I see it on boys more where there's a space, um, an arc to your back. It's almost like your, your mm. belly is jutting out because your, your, your back is like the shape of an uppercase D. Mm-hmm. So you, and he drew my back that way. Mm. And I was like, fuck you. I was so mad. Ugh. Like first I drew him like a real clown and then he drew me. See, not everybody thinks this way accurately. about memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he sort of, right. like nowadays I'd like to think I'd be like, wow, you really nailed me. Right. <laughs> like, this is like fine art. What were you saying? Were... You don't think? Well, that everybody thinks about memories in minutia. Like it's really hard for us to like get there in the writer's room and that that's, 
I don't know why I keep making about the show, but it, you know why? Because it's just rare to talk to somebody about those memories in a way that I talk to Maya or Sam, which is like the minutiae of it. Yeah. It's more bigger plot points or it's more, oh, you know what I mean? It's not like you're talking no, about these are the, scenes. Like, the psychology. <laughs> yeah. And that's how we break story is like emotionally, you know, versus plot. And so, but it's hard to find that with people. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, yeah. and so hearing your stories is, is really well, amazing. Guest writer. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Please. Oh, yeah, but it's two boy stuff. Now no, we're sort of good. back. We're, we're sort of back to what we were saying. You're pro- this is probably a snooze, all this junior high stuff for you. It's, it's fun not. for me. Well, did any memory or thought come back? Like, what is the feeling of junior high for you? I know that's what you do f- for your job. Yeah, but it's it's in context of of writing for Anna and Maya. And so it and Maya is like so amused for like she is amused for me okay. that it, it just becomes something unto itself, like writing for her and knowing like and, and the best friendship we're writing together my real middle school experience is different. And I think I was thinking about this in the way over that my elementary school experience, I moved from Vermont when I was seven to Massachusetts, really liberal hippie area to not really like prep more preppy and like very Catholic. And we were Unitarian and I wore overalls and everybody else wore, you know, collars. And my dad was like secretly growing weed in our backyard. And, you know, it was just like, it was different. It was very different. And we were definitely moved to a town that was like beyond our means. And I was trying to fit in. Did they do it for you and the kids? They did it for my dad's job changed. Um, And then, and yeah, my dad's job changed. So yeah, we just moved. He had been working for the labor union, I think, in Vermont. And then he became a human resource manager for Shaw's. 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 And then and then later, 7-Eleven. And where, wherever he was working, he was like loved until he was like fired or quit. And then he hated it. And we weren't allowed to shop there anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. We Once he stopped working at Shaw's, we only could shop at Stop and Shop. He wouldn't go to Shaw's anymore? No. Good food costs less? It was, it was, yeah, (laughs) it was very like second grader in an adult body. It was like, no, we, you know, we, or when my, I remember my mom shopped at Stop and Shop one day when he was working at Shaw's and he was pissed. Really? Yeah. He was like, we got to support the company that I work for. But anyway, going from, that was like, can I ask you a a personal question? Yeah. And please know that it's, it's not a gotcha question. Would you think, was your dad kind of like a, Oh boy, this is a big question. No, but I, I've, I, I, I'm very open about. Sometimes my dad. Val and I laugh about how many dads are king babies. Yeah. Oh, king oh. baby. Yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. want to insult your dad, but no, I can no, relate. No, no, no. A lot of dads, I'm like, they seem so powerful, yeah. And then in the on the inside, they're like, Meh. yeah. And I will also concede that I can be like that too. Really? Not. It's not a huge problem for me, but but I certainly can, can see that. Spot it. Yeah. And I, I wonder if he. Yeah, definitely. Very loyal guy, like Very like wanted loyalty to be shown to him. You know, un- it's it's funny because as I'm describing him being like, I work at Shaw's. We're shopping at Shaw's only. I'm like surprised hearing that he was such a contradiction, like so many different sides of himself, and mm. 
and he he could be very kind of because it reminds me of some like very um white collar guy that you know just does things by the book and we're i work here so we're supporting there you know but i see but he's not he wasn't he was like so anti-establishment actually and like lived in a van and did acid and all that but then and I thought about this a lot. Then we left Vermont. We went to Massachusetts. And then he went the other direction in a lot of ways of just trying to assimilate and fit in. Mm. You know, and same for my mom and same very much for me. I remember like saving my babysitting money to buy my mom clothes because as gifts, quote unquote, because I was trying to get her to look more like the other moms because she was like in her flowy dresses and had her crystals and this and that. And I was like, surprise. Um, no. Yeah, hundred percent. Anna, I know. You were just like, let's just try some new looks. Let's just try a new look. Yeah, I think you look great in a vest. Yeah, yeah. Can we see the vest? Yeah, I remember buying her like a collared shirt and a button-up like preppy sweater, and was like, yeah, yeah. Both of them, I would do that, and I would also like before a friend came over, rearrange my house, like the furniture that I would clean everything to like look like the other houses. I know. I- am screaming really yep inside did they had to have known they didn't know your mom is wearing a curtain (laughs) you come in i got you some gifts they had no idea you're a child i don't think put on this abercrombie or whatever they would loved they loved gifts they didn't they didn't like they didn't put it together a little bit of narcissism in there you know there it wasn't like I remember getting them East, like saving my money to like hide Easter baskets for them. You, yes, did. I just desperately one wanted to fit in, like the fan, like that was the clothing thing and getting them gifts and stuff. And then the Easter basket and stuff. I think was just wanted them to be happy. They were like so unhappy all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and and it was taking care of myself. I mean, it sounds like I'm just trying to take care of them, but like therapy, was trying to create a nice household. So I could be happier there you know because they were just they just fought constantly they were just like yeah and so i just kind of was like i'll fix it i'll take care of it uh (laughs) which is a lot of pen 15 baby anna yeah baby anna baby and the baby anna here now i know and that's why i'm in therapy i got you you got her now i tried to but my mom also had a baby doll jana jana but at the time it was named janet and the baby doll's name was baby janet what? Yes, because she was working on healing her inner child. And now you're working on healing yours. Except I don't, when you were like, I got you. That's what it, that made me think yeah, of. And I was saying. like, no, I don't need that. Because I'm still, you know. Because it cause, reminds cause, you yeah, of Jana, mom, formerly yeah. Jana. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, no, you can do whatever you want. There's probably a lot of ways up that mountain. Val and I find a lot of value. I do it all the time. I put mm. my hand on my chest and Aww. I go, I got you. Oh, like, I'm I'm taking care of you. Yeah. And the power of going like, you ever just, it sounds so decadent, but like, I'm going to go get you a massage. And I always like to point out these are just like $30 Thai massage. Just we go like, darling, I have you. Because you think, I know it'll break your heart. Anyway, I'm I'm not great at that. that. Like for all the work that I've done and for, which I'm so grateful for. What's your therapist's name? Because it sounds like they're not doing very have, good. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've had a lot. Oh, okay. No, my first therapist was when I was like, 
I was like in fifth grade or something because I, I asked my parents if I could go see one. I and I remember need- it being a secret. Like my dad did not want me to go because he was like, that's that's like you're not crazy. You know, and I was like, I need to talk to somebody. My dad still say, I think yeah. it's just a generational thing. Oh, goes, it is. My dad will say, you don't go to therapy, do you? And I'm like, I, no, whatever you <laughs> whatever need. you want. What, 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 what do should you I want say? The answer to be? Yeah, it's exactly what I you answer write. this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then and all I wanted was he passed away two years ago, but mm. I wanted him to go to therapy so badly. But yeah, it is so Can that I just generation. Say thank you for saying that. Uh, because I feel similarly only, boy, I bet we're just being exactly what we are. You ever get that feeling? Like we're the yeah. children of, of people that we were driven to therapy and now we're like, I wish they had therapy. Yeah. And if they could see us, they'd probably be like, yeah, you want us to do what you did? And right. don't True. you see how you're just doing what we are or mm. whatever? I don't know. Or what our kids will say. Yes, that's yeah. right, perhaps. Yep. But- Man, if my daughter ever grew up and was like, I'd really like you to do this thing that helped me, I'd like to think, let's make a pact. Let's make a yeah. pen 15. Yes. Uh, what are they called? Sylvanian? Sylvanian, Sylvanian dolls. doll pact. pact. Yeah. We have to stay. It's a brain thing. Yeah. I'm on a tangent, but like staying no, yeah. neuroplasticity, staying yes. in a way that you can keep growing. And, it, yes. and it's something you can work on. Yeah. And alertness and attentiveness. You're probably just like me. You're like, if... My parents sound similar. Yeah. And I say that with fear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared also as I was talking about this. I was like, and my mom's still alive and can hear this. Yeah, but they, if, if my family's any into, well, I don't want to attempt. Well, I, I've, she knows most of this, you know? Yeah. I'm also, I know you have, and I want to hear about this. I'm also writing a memoir soon. Mm. So it's all great. You know, please don't. And write this a is bad my work. Memoir. Yeah. Write yeah. A good I, memoir. I would love not to. I'm very no, intimidated. No. I, I've had friends in showbiz that are just like, I, I'm not going to say shit. I'm just going to write a bad, a bad oh, book. Oh, no. Like, I don't know don't how do to do that. I don't know. I don't know Enjoy what it, it entails to write a, a, you know, a good one because I've never done it before. But I want to write the truth of things that I haven't heard enough about. You yes. know, like my dad's death was, it's crazy how much you aren't, we don't talk about death and what that looks like, and what that feels like. Mm. And and I grew up also like going with my mom to nursing homes to help take care of. I mean, I was just there, but she was taking care of elderly people, so I was around Who do you a think lot the of old people. Liked more well, tr- Janet, very true, or the cute little girl <laughs> who yeah, got right. cheeks. Who had to more. do more, right? Yeah, yeah, um, totally. That's so you were exposed to to death. It's, yeah, and that is another taboo. So right, like, exactly. What are the other vagina mirrors? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that is that's what I'm thinking a about. Gift, yeah, to give oh, people. And I'm, I just want to encourage you. And you were, what are what are your feelings about death? I'm, this isn't the yeah. moment where I'm trying to make you cry or. Have I some, will cry if I. Cry. I mean, it's I cry uh, all the cry time. You cry if you cry, but I just want you to know that my intent is pure, and yeah. we can oh, cut it that. out, and we can Great. cut it out. No, I I don't feel at all. But I lo- this is the only kind of stuff I want to talk. Like I'm so enjoying this because you want to talk about. Yeah. It's a platform. Yeah. yeah. It's a space. Yeah. You make a space where you go like, that's what Valerie is. You go like, can we please talk about real stuff? Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. It's rare. Um, Yeah. I, what do I think about death? I think that I was uh, very surprised. I mean, I'd already felt in elderly homes, even though my mom worked in ones that were pretty nice and nursing homes 
the amount that we just push i mean it's not a new sentiment but we push the elderly to the side and go like la 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 the you know we're continuing life and that's too scary to look at i love that person but it reminds me of my own mortality and i don't want to say goodbye to that person and so uh, they're fine and I i'm going to visit them once in a while second by the way which I one think it's, number one is like i don't want to think your that decay is my is decay, my decay. Yeah. and i don't like it and where do we go and where do we go? What happens? And, what and happens? I think that that it brings it so crazy existential. And in a way that I mean, you just never in the same way, actually, that I I just had a baby eight months ago, that I've and Alex and I have experienced birth. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah, both the things are so science fiction. My brother-in-law said that recently, like like being pregnant seems like science fiction. I was like, yes, oh, yeah. that's what I've been feeling. And the same thing with, with death, that was the same abstractness that it was like, one, nobody wants to talk about this, even in hospice, which was quite good. And we were lucky, like it's, there still were so many questions that I had that were not answered mm. and that there it didn't feel like there was an expert around, you know mm. what I mean? Mm. And then once he was gone, but he was still right there, it was like, where are you? And, and, but I think that, I mean, to be totally honest, the thing about death was like how, when you're in pain, what you're given and what's, what that is like and, and the body shutting down and all of that is something that's... What you're given medicine-wise? Yeah. And like what's what's scary about it and what's beautiful about it and well, what's funny a, about it, you that's know? That's a great question. Like yeah. some of the teachers that I like go, okay, you're afraid of death. Like get, get a little bit more curious. What mm. do you mean? Because people mm-hmm. mean different things. Mm. Some people mean... I'm afraid of pain. the pain of it. I'm afraid yeah. of pain. Yeah. Some people are afraid of an afterlife situation. Yeah, you know, uh, which means they don't trust. Not to put it down. Yeah, no. You don't trust uh, the process, right? Or, or if you're like me, is there a process? Or is there a process? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is Is there a process? Yeah, which I think my dad. It was interesting watching him go through it because he grappled with that. Like I, he was not religious. He was spiritual. He'd say, you know, when I did my acid trip or my first acid trip, I saw God. I believed in God. But God to me is like a light and a spiral and we're all these lights. And I think it's like you go in and out of the same light, like reincarnation kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But then at the same time, he was the same guy that would be like, you know, if something was too saccharine or sweet, he'd be like, fuck that. Mm -hmm. So he didn't want to talk about it too deeply, you know, and yet he was so spiritual. Um, Yeah. You heard me very, very empathetic. You heard me go... You're like, yes. <laughs> well, I have a co-creator that we do interviews yeah, no, together. And I'm like, tell. breath in, go ahead. Oh, you know? my God. Yeah. But I don't want to We interrupt. do it for each other. No, no. I think that if you'll forgive some religious language, the, there's like the divine imagination. Mm-hmm. Let's let's call it that. Let's play with that idea. The divine imagination, which is the imagination of all of this, mm-hmm. kind of undulating behind the scenes. And it's bigger than our bodies and our minds. Uh, it can handle things like there's more mm-hmm. and God is light and mm-hmm. we're all just pieces of light and mm-hmm. nothing ever dies and all that stuff. But even if you have, as I have, psychedelic or religious experiences that tell you everything's okay, mm-hmm. what happens with those experiences is they're almost like white doves. I was just thinking about this this morning. So you see the white dove mm. and you are completely at ease. With death, with all of it, you're like, oh my God, mm. there it happened to me. I saw the white dove. Mm. And then you take it and you want it, you want to hold on to it. You'd be insane not to. Mm-hmm. So you give it to the mind. 
Mm. And the first thing the mind does is it clips the dove's wings so it doesn't fly away. It's the only thing it can think to do. This is. Did you make that? This is so sad. I don't know did you if make it's this sad or if it's just how it works. But is this all just something that images that you had in your mind? Today in the shower. Wow. Okay, keep going. Sorry to interrupt. And the mind's hands are very muddy. And it's trying to touch and look at the dove and it's covering it in mud. So I don't find this sad. I just think it's a good... Well, you good... clip the dove's wings and then it's covered in mud. You don't want it to fly mud. away. Right. I... But then it's not its... What I'm saying yeah, is... Yeah, what are you saying? Let's not feel sad for the dove okay. because the dove isn't, isn't a real dove. Got it. It's an image. <laughs> I'm but back it, with you. Uh-huh. But yep. what I'm saying is that is why I think you're finding it to be sad. What I'm saying is it's a metaphor... For what the brain, which is incapable of holding things as expansive as the heart, mm, okay. as expansive as divine truth. So what it does is it, it muddies them and it limits them Got because it. it's the only chance it has to hold on to it. Yes. So it wants to. The mind is actually trying to do something nice for you. Can yeah. I remember that Anna is accepted, that she right. is a divine? Holy loved. Yeah, sure. You're a divine daughter of God. Right, right, that right. You have right. nothing to be afraid of. Right. And it wants to hold on to that. And but the process of trying to put it into the mind, sort of. It so what I'm saying is, your dad in that moment. Forgive me for projecting, but I'm like, no, yeah. When I'm dying, I'm going to be trying to remember those experiences yeah. with the mind, which is which is kind of a hard way. You almost have to go like, just trust. You have yeah. to like. I'm not telling you what your dad had to do. No. I'm saying what I'm planning to do is go like the mind is never going to understand. The heart has to know, and we have to trust the heart. And I and I think yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think for him actually, there, can you it, move the mic? Like oh this? yeah, sorry. And, and that makes a lot of sense. And I think for Thank him you. actually, um, <laughs> there it was more. I mean, actually seeing him go through death felt more like completely compartmentalizing i mean he didn't talk a lot about what was after none of us did because i knew that he felt like that about the light but i didn't want to talk about it with him because i didn't want to scare him or trigger Mm. him or make him then it then it innately makes you think well what if that's not it because we no one knows and what if you're held to the task of defending his idea back to him right right Right, Does exactly, yes. So you go, don't worry, Dad, remember you had that experience, it's all light. And he's like, well, what if that's not true? Right. And now you're and like in to, this No, horrible... it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, when I have no idea. And am I wrong? But doesn't it feel like you don't know which moment is the last moment and you're like, I don't want to be yes. having this conversation? Yes. So you see a lot of people just kind of being like, just positive, just positive, yep. just positive. Yep. Because I want your last moment to be, yep. I'm so sorry. No, it's no, so no, it is. It's so sad. You're right. But like. Okay, so I was able to have that conversation. I was able it. to have a lot of conversations with my dad at the end because and and to be probably a little corny, but I someone shared this with me and he had cancer and it happened very fast. It was like two months. But he the the blessing, quote unquote, of cancer was that he didn't like go in one night. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a car crash, wasn't whatever. It was like he had cancer. We didn't know it was going to be terminal like that. We didn't know it was going to be so fast. So that was the sad surprise of it and what was really, really challenging. But as it sped up, it it made us have these conversations. What do you want your funeral to look like? What do you what what do you want to say? Like, do we apologize to each other? You know, mm. and we we had had a really tough. I hadn't seen him in like five years when I saw him right before the two months before he passed. And if he had, if a piano had fallen on him. Exactly. We, we've talked about that before. It's a really yeah. hard thing to express, but it's like there is a gift to not a sudden death. And yes. I know we're going like, 
it's death. What's the difference? Well, the difference is, right. and that's why my hope for myself would be like, obviously nobody's crazy about dying. Right. But you'd like it to be like, I know it's coming and I can right. have these conversations. Well, I'm so and glad I, you yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. I'm so lucky. And I think that that's, but that is the craziest thing that it, I mean, to just get, this is just where my mind is and has been for a while. It's like, this happens to all of us. This happens to everybody that we love. If we're lucky, it happens to our parents before us. And yet it is like the most uncomfortable thing to talk about mm-hmm. in a, and gives me a similar feeling when I talk about it to, you know, masturbating or mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. shame. It, it comes with shame. Thing. It's something that I don't want to elicit negative feelings and other people talking about this because it might make them uncomfortable because they don't want to think about it. But then I found myself at a crossroads where I was like, I don't have any of this information. I'm his caretaker. He doesn't, you know, we didn't have anybody else. So it was, uh, I resented that I, that we don't talk about it, of course. you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was put on you. It was something. Yeah. And if as inherited. a society we like talked about it more and, and embraced it, I mean, I'm not saying like, yay, this is happening. But I just feel in Western society, I don't know about others, that it's just so scary and you don't look at it and you push it away and you pretend it's not happening. It's more painful at the end of the day. Well, I'm not an expert, but in India, in Indian right. culture, you're dying surrounded by your family. You right. stay in the house for a couple of days, then they walk the body down the street. Yep. Everybody sees it. It's not... Yep. It's not it's the repression not, that we have here. My God, I remember one of the last funerals I went to, the guy had a huge, what we'd say in Boston, a front porch. He had a big belly. Not in the coffin, he <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know where that was front going. Porch. I for sure thought <laughs> we were talking about a dick, Ding but that's dong. okay, yeah. No, that's the basement. Oh. Right. <laughs> Got it. See, I don't know kidding. any of these terms. That's the hot water They're heater. They're all like Boston middle school terms, I think. <laughs> oh, my dad would say front, front porch. porch. Okay. Because he'd break other people's balls. He'd go, got a bit of a front porch, should say. <laughs> like it was a way of appropriately, question mark, <laughs> saying is, you're getting fat to this people. This is dark, but when I was pregnant and was in the you hospital. You had a front porch. What? You had a front porch. I had a front porch and... I had just spent a lot of time in the hospital with my dad. Mm. I looked down and I said to Alex, I was like, I'm seeing my dad right now <laughs> because I yeah. had yes. the big belly yes. in the, in the, in the I don't hospital think that's inappropriate. Thing. That's so funny. I, I mean, that feels profound to me. It's yeah. Like maybe getting yeah. a sense of what it was like to be in your dad's body. Yeah. It's always a good thing. Yeah. And, and I, I see the humor in it. I'm just in a very sappy, lovey mood today. Yeah. So forgive me. No, it's great. But what were we saying? Oh, the other thing, so Ramdas, his picture is up there on the wall. Um, he's a spiritual teacher of mine, and he did a lot of work with the dying. Mm. And he said he has said a lot of things like d- doctors would lie. They'd go in and be like, "You're doing great. You're getting better." Then he got in the hallway with the family and go like, "They're going to die tonight." What? So there was like no honesty with the person. So one of the gifts, it's this isn't going to sound culturally. It doesn't make much sense to us. Yeah. But he would be called in to be with somebody while they were dying, and everybody's telling the person how great they look. And he would come in and wait for the right moment and be like, I understand you're dying. Like, he'd be mm. the first person to give it language. Yeah. But like, I was going to say this. Let's see if it makes sense. Someone who masturbates a lot, are they a winner or a loser? <laughs> the segue. Like, right? I know. It's going to come back to death. <laughs> okay. They're a loser, right? Okay. I mean, like, yeah, you'd call sure. them a loser. Right. Like, in yeah, hard sure. 80s right. dad, someone's constantly jerking off. Totally. What a loser. loser. When right. you die, is that a win or a loss? It's, it's a, a loss. loss. You you yeah. lost. Right. The, he lost his battle. Right. 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 He, and he lost his life. They're they're losers, and we have no spiritual integration of understanding of like no, it all belongs. Yeah. Nobody's screaming. 
it all belongs. True. Really true. I, be- I think it might be Chinese Zen. They say love and death are the great gifts most people leave unopened because Oof. no one teaches you that it's not a flaw. Yeah. That it's not a mistake. Yeah. And I, Val and I were just talking about this. Like Now we're just two friends talking about death, but it's like you think about it as a thing down the line. Mm-hmm. Take death out of it. When something is happening to you, Val and I often notice, like if you're really noticing, you you can find what you need for the moment. When you're living presently, mm-hmm. you almost want to die presently. This is just an idea. Mm. Like not make it, <laughs> don't make it a big thing. That's such a crazy thing to say, I guess. <laughs> I don't know where No, I, I feel going. like that's what. It's another moment. It's, it's you'll be yes. there. You'll be led up to it. Yeah. Like maybe you can, maybe you can trust the process Maybe. Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, two days before, because I was so afraid as my dad was dying. You know, I saw his pain. I saw it was lung cancer. So he would like all of a sudden not be able to breathe. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, in human form, like very fucking uncomfortable and scary. And to watch, it's very scary. But like the night before he passed away, he told me he was, he like kind of woke me up and he was like, I'm not afraid to die, which was such a profound gift to give me that's right to watch him go through that and he was full of gifts but he was full of like inappropriate non-gifts hurts <laughs> like so it wasn't like oh my profound father saying something incredible again it was like whoa where did that come from thank you for saying that and it was like something happened to him that allowed him to get into a new state like you know what i mean yeah. that 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 gives me a little bit of faith and especially like with what the world is going through right now with COVID and all of that, that like death maybe inherently I like to think is there's something, there's a new state, you know, there's, yeah. there's, there's peace, whether you're searching for it or not, whether you've compartmentalized or not, whether it looks painful or not, there's, I like to think that you're surrounded and, and it's, it is uncomfortable and it is funny and it is sad and it is all these things and no one can can fix that or make it bad (laughs) you know it just Mm -hmm. is going to be what it is which i think is what you're saying kind of yeah it is thank you for putting it better than i did no no for real for real i think of it as whatever however we're perceiving it in you once the pain is done Mm -hmm. and the fear is done and all of that Mm -hmm. my belief Mm -hmm. is that it's like a trust fall and you're and you are caught by something Mm. and I feel like the work that we do on earth mm-hmm. in our relationships and mm-hmm. our hearts and all that stuff has a lot to do with like how bumpy your takeoff is <laughs> into mm. that space. Yeah. Like that sort of like we all go into to love. like birth and life. Yeah. You birth mean? and yeah. life. Yeah. 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 Are you, your ability to, and boy, we're both talking about death. Obviously neither of us have died. Um, <laughs> but like your, your ability to let go, I think is informed by how, you were in life were you were mm-hmm. you working on your letting go here yeah throughout i'm not sure yeah i don't know i you know he didn't deal with a lot of things like he didn't i think he left in peace but i think that that wasn't because you know he didn't do the therapy he didn't do the stuff he didn't deal with his sickness when he should have he didn't you know and yet he still seemed relatively peaceful yeah. You know? Well, that's my point. Unitarian. Yeah. So I think we're all going into the 
I always think of you're a spoonful of sugar and you get stirred into the iced tea. And the yeah. iced tea is being and, and mm. love and the universe and, and you just merge and it's cool. glorious. Love that. Right? Mm. I think that's everybody. For mm. sure. Mm. It's everybody. Mm-hmm. For sure. Everybody. Everybody. But do you think there's anyone that's like, you know, I'm sure you've had this conversation many times, but like born a little evil. Of, of course. Okay. Well, I don't know if everybody's the sugar in the tea. Like, all, are we all... At the end, I think they all go into the... Got it. Back okay. In. Okay. But I mean, my my favorite interpretation of that is, it's Alan Watts. He talks about... It's like a play. That's yeah. what Leela means, by the way. My daughter's name oh. is Leela. That it's all a play. And you need villains yeah. for the play. Mm. And at the end, you all take your masks off and you go, you did a great job. Like, we love Whoa. the people that lose themselves. That's in the Ramayana, it's in, which is, you know, um, Hindu. But the idea that the villain is just God in disguise is like a very, very old idea. Wow. And like, uh, oh boy, what was it? I can never remember it. The Little Soul. It's this children's book. So the Little Soul is in heaven and he wants to go to earth. Uh, so he can love, so he can learn to love. I know. I love that. Get out of here. It's a great book. You make me cry. And, but he goes, I want to know what it's like to love. And another soul is like, I'll be a soul you can love and I'll go too. Mm. And then another one, he's like, but I want to know what it's like to forgive. And another soul says, well, I'll hurt you so you can forgive me. Mm. Isn't this too much? Let's jump into a well right now. Yeah. How was it funny? Death. Yeah, I mean, just this you talking, just you talking about um, your spiritual teacher going in, and when everybody else is saying like you're looking really good, <laughs> and being like, I almost burst out laughing when you said it, which yeah. is like, I was like, Anna, don't do that. You look but great. You you so you're dying. Right. You know, it's like it's 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 almost inappropriate. Is yeah. how it feels. And that is funny to me. The absurdity of it. The it and and yeah. And like pretending it's not happening while it's happening. You know, that's funny. And and yeah, and the dynamics of how you deal with that and how you say goodbye or how you pretend you're not saying goodbye or what the cafeteria food is like and you have to talk to the person that's bringing the oxygen in. You have to be nice to them even though they're an asshole. And then the person's an asshole because They've worked 12 hour shift and they're, you know, getting in a fight with the hospice nurse or, you know what I mean? That's it's right. like everybody has their story in these extenuating circumstances and it's a bunch of, you know, humans that are full of, you know, different weird things that are trying to deal with death. And that is like very fucking funny because everyone's messing up. Mm. Like not, it's not smooth. It's not. You know, and and just the act of like, I guess that's what it is with trauma is is it, as humans, we're trying to deal with trauma the best that we can. And we're so limited. Mm. <laughs> and so every way that you kind of deal with it is like fucking funny. I couldn't agree. more. Yeah. Well, you that really seems like, that well. yeah, I feel like we have a similar point of view in that way, maybe. But like bit. the fact that you're in your own sacred space with your dad dying and mm. the oxygen guy is not. <laughs> right. That exactly. is comedy. That's fucking funny. He has his own thing. And I'm like begging him for a few more minutes of the, you know, inhaler thing. And he want you know, he's got to go to his next patient and how you get them. I'm going to say they like his shoes. You know what I mean? Like exactly. what the minutia of it You're is. You're playing a little game. Yeah. Yes. It's just, it's all a game. It's all, you know, my dad's like high on basically heroin slash yeah. morphine yeah. Yeah. telling me every fucking little thing that's happened in his life, right. you know? 
and then just like jamming out to the music and like like yeah (laughs) it's dark when you think of why but the present thing of that moment it's very funny mm-hmm. and when he'd wake up and say to the doctor what he'd you know see trump on the tv and say somebody kill him already you know it's mm-hmm. like it he made me laugh throughout and i laughed at fucked up times when you're not supposed to and right. and and he taught me that he he got i mean he was a very he could be very inappropriate at times when that hurts and he could be very inappropriate at times when that was really funny um, in my life. And he also kind of taught me like he, he would always say my mo- my mother and I were we were hysterically laughing at my dad's funeral mm. and and people looked at us like, what was that? And it wasn't because I didn't miss miss. You know, we didn't miss my dad. We did. But something just was so funny and i'm so grateful we could laugh that day what a gift yeah let's trade jana (laughs) (laughs) that's it yeah and we're circling a lot of the because as we're talking about death i'm just back vagina mirror yeah i'm just back on one of the truest gifts we can give is intimate relationship Mm -hmm. like friends that you can really talk Mm -hmm. about like anything and, and everything you're yeah. dying and yep. i'm here with you and yeah we're gonna do this together or childbirth which yeah you have done and i'm just starting to get to talk about a lot but i haven't really gotten to talk a lot about my dad because yeah. not a lot of people that i know have gone through that and mm. it's not something that people want to talk about yeah and i don't want to like put sorry everybody put that on everybody you know put that thing because it's not comfortable mm. mm-hmm. so interesting I um I don't want to change the subject to childbirth, but I had a oh, psychedelic experience where the conversation we had beforehand, because it was an intense one, um, was exactly the same as the conversation my doula, our doula had with Val re epidurals. Okay, and it was like if you are scared, um, just remember that you made this pledge to yourself that you were going to do this. Yeah. And I'm going to remind you yeah. of how that's did exact. Did she have an epidural? She did have the epidural she because she's too. my champion. And <laughs> I was so glad that she had an epidural. Yeah. I got one too. That's a Zach Galifianakis joke. Um, but like she was so happy after she got it. And, yeah. And we oh don't look at that at all. But my experience was sort of like, a, oh, here's like a, sort of like an ego death moment. Yeah. And scary, mm-hmm. potentially. Wasn't mm-hmm. at all, but mm-hmm. it could have been scary. Mm-hmm. And it, it reminded me of the doula. What I'm saying is there's yeah. only one thing we're talking about, yeah. which is human vulnerability, yeah. human honesty, yeah. um, human friendship. Uh-huh. Can someone like be a steward to you? Yeah. Even when it was her anesthesiologist, her, his name was Dr. No. And I was like, that's hilarious. So you ask for him by name. No, 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 no. Like, which I thought was so funny. He didn't laugh at all. Um and what before we talk about your yeah. childbirth time, because I do think that was I like a, to, a death yeah. and a transition yeah. Yeah. for you, the death of the Anna who wasn't a parent, the birth mm-hmm. of the Anna who is a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I trip out on that all the time. Yeah. The different it's things wild. that have, like baby Leela like is gone, like now toddler Leela <laughs> is here. Baby Anna is gone. Yeah. What I'm saying is like, yeah. we're talking about death as if it's only when Once. your dad died. Right, you're we're right. We're constantly dying. Totally. Constantly changing. Yeah. yeah. We're living on the cutting edge of change. Yeah. So like, that's, I think Pretending that's, the change isn't happen. that's, gonna happen. That's my point. Over and over. And so over and these over. are all dress rehearsals mm, for that. Yeah. So I think you do die a little bit how you live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when we get 
Ramdas says, make friends with change. And that's a beautiful way of putting it. Friends like, with change, yeah. Try to get in that flow. You are giving your life away. Every mm-hmm. every moment mm-hmm. it's being given away. Who are you giving it to and how are you giving it? These mm. are these are things we have control over. Anyway, was there anything you had about your dad before we move on to something you have talked about more? No. No. I I'm mean, glad you had that yeah. moment before the night. I know. Before. Me too. Yeah. No, there's so much that I haven't processed yet with it because it happened during filming Pen Fifteen and I've honestly talked about it so little in general. Um, Alex and I talk a lot about it because he was there for a lot of it and he saw him pass too. And You were there in the room? I was, al- <laughs> I was almost there. This is one of those semi-funny things to me. I, um, safe and, and tragic and I still cry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, I need a break. Yeah. I, do I hear something? Yeah. Yeah. No, I had been in the room and you hear this too, that like sometimes people are waiting for you to leave, you know, the room. I had a colonic like that. I, I'm not what even trying mean? to be funny. What do you mean? What are you talking about? I had a colonic and they were like, okay, and just push. And I was like, okay. And I was waiting for them to get the fuck out of the room. I'm not going to take a shit. In fr- I don't care if it's a water shit. Get out of here. Get out, right. And the, I don't know if you've was ever had a colonic. Was this for like beauty? No, I haven't. Was no, this- it's just for hippie cleansy stuff. Oh, okay, I want to try that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I recommend it. I'd, really? Fiber is maybe a better move okay, got for it. me. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little. She was standing there. So the That's water is going up your butthole right. and it's filling your lower your and then your higher intestine. And it's oh. a lot of pressure. And I oh. wouldn't push it out until she left the room. So that wow. was my own little death. I mean, good luck having a baby. That's how it felt, you know. Yeah. I was like, how am I going to do this? Well, that's that's the other, that's incredibly brave and wonderful. You got to do it. You got to get over it. That's the other death. The you that couldn't do that is now gone. Yeah, true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I had been with him all day. Alex had been, everybody had been with him all day. And then, and then it was like getting late. And I was like, I need 10 minutes. I need 10 minutes. Because he was kind of in a coma at this point. And, you know, it was just a very, it was the most intense day for sure. And then going outside and getting a coffee and passing, you know, the only person in Florida that had seen Pen15 who's holding a gun, he's the security guy, um, which was just so ironic to me. Mm. Um, and being like, hey, thanks again for watching, you know, whatever. And having my coffee and then going <laughs> back inside. And he, I was like, oh, he's gone. Like he's, he's. Wait, you knew? I called the nurse. and I mean, I. what's interesting is we're talking about being comfortable with death. Like, I couldn't touch him. I was to check. Like, I'd here I'd been the whole time super involved, you know, the like right there at every emergency. And I was like, didn't want to feel his pulse, you know. And I was like, get the nurse, get the nurse, got the nurse. And she was like, nah, I think so. Like, so, and I think back to that moment, I'm like, why did she say I think so? Like, he must have been like, must have been happening immediately like, then, mm-hmm. you know. And I wish that I had, like, just held his hand and had been... But I, I did, actually. But I don't know. I wish I had, I wish I had been there, mm. you know? But we'd be, what I tell myself is we'd been there all day. And that's when it was supposed... Like, I didn't... You know, I didn't know. That's when he it was supposed to happen. Have, he's still his daughter. You yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. he probably yeah. might have wanted to spare you that much. I know. Because before, he had been like, I want, it, I want you and Alex to be there. I want you to be there. And we were like, all right, we'll be there. And so... But, but I do think that was before it happened. Said, yeah, I'm not afraid to. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird that this is what we go through, and it's nice to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing I think about is like we're we're built to 
do this. Like, yes, exactly. And, and everyone does it. Yep, exactly. I've never gotten to work out on stage, uh, but I go, you're afraid to die? My Nana died. She was a little old woman. You can't die. Mm, like mm, it's actually supposed to sort of make you feel brave. I do actually love that. Right? Yeah. Because you you're thinking about these things. Yeah. But I feel like in the middle of a comedy show, you bring up death. Maybe maybe I should May, have pr- more compassion. Probably. They're not ready for They're it. Probably not. But I think it's really make them funny ready to yeah. be like. And then you can list all of like. I mean, like <laughs> my grandma died. Like she did it. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. It's part of what we do. Everyone yeah, does. Yeah, 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 yeah. It Which is what matter. you do for yourself with birth. That's exactly, exactly yeah. right. Oh Your my god, my pumping alarm. Hilaire. I may start lactating soon. Hilaire. Um, perfect timing. Sorry, right in the middle of our. Um, I'm yeah. sorry. No, don't, oh, don't. I'm good. I actually don't have to do I'm it also for thirty minutes. I don't know. Quietly why. happy for you that you can. That you're having breastfeeding success. Success is a funny a word. word. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's happening. I, it's hard. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm not like, yeah, I have so much milk and it's like amazing and I love it. And like, uh, no. I'm watering the plants. Yeah, it. no, it's it's like I'm like pumping at like 11 a.m., 3 a.m. Oh, wait, 11 a.m. I meant 11 p.m. 11 p.m. Thank you. And 11 a.m. It's so close to that 12, which is where it swaps. <laughs> That's how it feels. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I'm just fucking always pumping. It yeah. sucks. What but. about your postpart? Women, by the it way. It sucks. It sucks. All of this sucks. It sucks. Meaning. But I love talking about. Another thing that we don't talk about is which our vaginas. Well, death and postpartum are very similar. Yeah. You died. Right. How do we deal with this? Yeah. And for the most part, it seems like culturally we go like. Give them a my doll and a chocolate yeah, bar, and like happened. don't talk about don't talk it. about it. Don't talk about that dead look in your wife's eyes. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, don't Do talk you know about how I mean? her body. Yeah. Ah, no, I'm just kidding. Ah, <laughs> like, don't talk about how like Val. I mean, she would say this. She said like, again, you need talk. You need to talk. Yeah. And she needed to be like, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. And hurt the baby. Mm, like yep. go like have a blackout. Yeah. Because you, you're you so obsessed with taking yes. care of the baby. Yes. That your brain, who's a genius at scaring you, goes like, well, what if you go insane? Yes. And you're yes, like, Yes, because right? you're obsessed with, prote- I had the same thought. And? That you're obsessed with protecting the baby and you, it is your responsibility to protect the baby. Yep. Rightfully so. And that is my entire obsession. Mm-hmm. Right. What if something happened? And because it wasn't just about me, it was about everybody. What yeah. if something happened? What if somebody... And I still have that thought. What if there's an intruder? What if, but it's let, that sounds so like general. What if there's an intruder? It's like very specific. It's like, what if it's just not, yeah, I don't know. I can't explain I know you it. Mean. You do. And I had those thoughts as, as the partner as yeah, well. Really? And yeah. It's what I'm saying is the reason we're sharing that, that dark yeah. consideration yeah. is to say to people listening, it's not weird. Yes. I know you jerked off next to your friend. <laughs> In a shower, yep. I know you uh, didn't know what to say to your dad at every yep. moment when he was dying. Yep. And I know after you had a baby, your brain is just doing its best. Yeah, and and those thoughts aren't you. Yeah, and and when you think they are you, and when you think it's just you that has that thought, the more you cling to it, the more you resist yeah. it, and the more it's charged with all this energy. Yeah, and there's a real beautiful thing to say. 
Uh, this is happening. This is what, it, and this is what happens. And this is what happens. And everybody then has the opportunity to say me as well. Like I heard Maya say in an interview, you were there as well. It was part of research for you. <laughs> Who cares yeah. about Maya? I'm we do. We no. do. I love her. She's wonderful. <laughs> but she said something similar. I'm losing the train of thought. She said the more specific I could get in my shame sharing, the mm. more people related. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely my experience on HBO's Crashers, which yes. was like, my mom sits on my lap and kisses me on the mouth, or she used to. Yes. And I'd be like, I'd be like this is too much. Yep. And, and the, f- f- I don't know if you call it fan mail, but people reach yeah. out and go like, me too. Thank you that's for talking it. about that. And, and they'd also go, this is what that's called. Yes. Uh, you can talk about that. Here's a book about yep. that. And I, I was like, I have a book about that too. OM Jesus yep. Christ. Like we're yep. all in this together. Yes. And we're and all postpartum made is yep. a big part. Oh, to we're all... Fe- and we're all made to feel that we're not. What the that, fuck that is going on? Thing, oh, that, we all die. Right. We're all born. Right. So many of us have kids. So many of us have postpartum. Yep. And we're all walking around with refrigerators on our heads. Yep. I think, and we're all terrified of puberty. We're all terrified of our sexuality. Yeah. We all think we're the lowest in the class. Yep. And 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 we all go through very unhealthy things. What do you mean? I I mean that we all have been victims at some point. Of either something intentional or unintentional That's that right. has hurt us. That's right. And and then, but then, you know, speaking about about being kissed on the lips by a parent, I, that's really weird that you say that. I mean, this is going in my book, but it's one of the moments that happened with my dad that I was like, I don't like that, actually. I'm old enough at this point. I don't think I like that. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I felt really gaslit. And I was like, well, I won't be talking to you anymore. Wow. I was like, please talk to a therapist. Da, 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 da. I won't be talking to you anymore. Wow. And so. So like an overly affectionate and you're like, yeah. Wait. Oh, wait, this is. Yeah. And, and you know, so my friend's parents, I saw do that, whatever. And they, they were fine with it. Great. I guess I'm not, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and let me be able to voice this and say this. And this is a huge just theme in my growing up and family in general is like no boundaries. So really boundaries, comes back to that yeah. boundaries. Yeah. And and saying, okay, I'm learning to start voicing that and saying like this is my boundary da, da, da. and so it was an even bigger picture that like if you can't respect that, then I can't have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Got to that point. Mm-hmm. And so and that was the 5 years. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. What one of the things? I mean, there were a bunch of things, but yeah. that was one of them. Yeah. And Isn't it funny that you have to call something a boundary. You have to make it like a thing. You have to call it a thing. You have to give it a name. So yeah. everyone can be like, we're talking about my boundary. My boundary. Which is nothing. Yeah. It's, it's an amalgamation of feelings and experience right. that you want to stop. But no one respects it until you make it a pretend monument. Right. Well, and for like, me. Don't climb right. my wall. <laughs> right. What? Right. There's no wall. Right. But I don't believe you until you call it something. Right. Like yeah. Well, and it like kind of takes away the idea that I'm responsible to take care of you when I have it. Because boundaries is like. N- like the feeling for me, if I have a boundary, quote unquote, it's not a boundary if I'm worried about taking care of you and how you feel when I say my need. Mm. And then it always becomes about you, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the revelation for me with the word was like, this is how I feel and I can listen to how you feel, but this isn't going to change yeah. or move. Right. You know what I mean? And that's okay that I'm not doing something wrong. I'm not hurting you That's right. by having this need or whatever. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. And that was the difference of that word, what that gave to me versus just being like, yeah, I have a feeling this is my need. Please respect it. It's like, but then I, then I always get into your need. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
It, it, the boundary doesn't exist in relationship to their interpretation of the boundary. Right, exactly. Something you build around you. Uh, yes, yes. It's yes, something yes. that's protecting the inside. Yes. Not even necessarily keeping out the outside yep. as much as it's keeping in the inside. Exactly. It's keeping you safe. Exactly. Yeah, really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So so um, you had some of that. <laughs> yeah, relate to that. Yep, 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 yep. And But but interesting also to to have people be like reaching out to you and say yeah. that I felt the same thing. Right. You know? I mean, that kind of, forgive my brain, maybe it's wrong, but like when I'm like your dad is having a trust fall into the allness, yeah. it seems to me like that is what life is about too, is recognizing mm. heaven right now, which is the interconnectivity of all things right now. Mm -hmm. You seeing your dad's belly when you look at your own pregnant belly mm -hmm. is this great manifestation of empathy and, mm. and, and union with all things mm -hmm. and, and talking about our pain and any bridge we need. Pain is one of them. Like this is how I was wounded or this is how I was scared. Um, these are great ways to just wake us up. Yeah. It's just crazy that we find so much difference between one another, mm -hmm. even though there's so much to celebrate that's similar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I, and I, too, and then it just made me think of too, like how much of this stuff I'm 34 now, I'm just starting to, to talk about in therapy, even though I've done it for so long, not because mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to talk about it because I'm like, that's not a thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's taken all this time to discover certain things where that's I'm right. like, Oh, I guess that minutia, that moment that I overlooked that like actually made me feel a certain way that it really hurts or yeah. really feels this way when I like overlooked it. But with childbirth, it was kind of the opposite where it, I didn't want to look at it and I didn't want to think about it. I wasn't the one that wanted the mirror to see what was going on. I didn't want to. I just was like. Do you I have tried... a black mirror? <laughs> yeah, I'll take a mirror. I'll have an episode of Black Mirror on an iPad. Yeah, there. well, exactly. Or Bridgerton in my case with a bunch of Italian ice after the epidural. I was in. Really? Yeah. OMG. I was in. Um, we did. So I had a doula. We had a doula. And I also did not want an epidural. And I was in, in like, oh, I was a week and a half late. I was like doing the whole curb thing. And I just could not imagine curb? like like stepping on and off a curb. I was just doing everything oh. physically that I could to like I was on the ball all the time, whatever. Yoga ball. A yoga ball. Yeah. And yoga ball is a sponsor. Go to yogaball.google.com. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um and and yeah, and just trying to have her join us and but also I couldn't imagine what it would feel like to go into labor. Like I think that's the weirdest thing too of being like it's happening right now or mm, whatever. Yeah. Was not happening. My doula recommended castor oil. I took castor oil, didn't do anything. I was going to be induced the next day. I took more castor oil that night. And then I started getting like horrific, just abdominal cramps. Like it just made me shit basically a yeah. lot, which I did not realize. I should have researched that that's what the castor, castor oil was going to do, that yeah. it makes your colon contract. Did you doula think a baby's a poop? Yes. <laughs> we won't work together again. I think you made the baby poop mistake. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, yeah. the manager it was her at the first doula company. Time. <laughs> classic um, baby classic. poop mistake. Yeah, you have to be careful of those kinds of doulas. <laughs> she kept saying, try to fart. <laughs> why this is a baby this is a baby right she's like right right, right, right. uh-huh <laughs> she's like yeah man i just had a huge baby I <laughs> i'm like wow <laughs> um God. yeah and then 
And, okay, so I took the castor oil, right. started having abdominal cramping. That ignited the uterus cramping, started going to labor, like so painful immediately, very close together contractions immediately. Mm-hmm. I was in pre-labor for about seven hours. It's like 4 a.m. I'm in our hot tub. The rain's pouring down. Alex and the doula are next to me. My dog's running around. And it's just so dramatic. Then I start throwing up and I'm, we're like, I'm transitioning. Go to the hospital, you know. So <laughs> we go to the hospital. We pull up. Alex is calling for a wheelchair. The nurse comes down. I'm in the wheelchair. I'm like, ah! you know, I'm just like screaming, like full on screaming. Yes. So the movies. I was and just going to say the movies. It was the movies fully. Except can we stop with the water breaking on the floor? Right. The splash. Right. It's not happening. I didn't know if my water, my, like, we couldn't figure That's out what if I my mean. water had broke. That's like, how your water right. breaks. You go, huh? I yeah. say it like Is I that? had a water break. Yeah. Just like. You know how it is. No, but, well, we talked to the doula about it. It's not yeah. a water balloon. Right. But that's that's actually become its own thing. What? That's such a like a trope. In even though everyone involved in shooting, like they yeah. just did it in um, White Lotus, they had the oh, water break. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I know Mike White knows that's not how it. They're does. just like it's cinematic. But it's cinematic, right? In the how same way, you know it broke. That when you stab someone, they don't go. <gasps> what? Uh, what? Yeah. You go. Oh, oh God! Love me. But in a movie, you go. Dan, All right. how could you? Yeah. It's not like that. I'm pretty sure. My sister. Yeah, it's it's a lot of like barfing. Yeah. <laughs> like one of yeah. your eyes comes out. <laughs> Just like it's gnarly. <laughs> it's nasty. Uh, yeah. Same way. Keep yeah. going. You took a poop in your pants. I took a poop in my pants and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I had the baby. The doula did a great job. Um, I was pregnant. No, when, I yeah. was. Yeah. We're in the wheelchair. The, oh, I'm yeah. screaming. It's very much the movie. Yes. Yeah, very much. The movies. They like wheel. They hurry me in. Whatever. I get in there. The first nurse, like, I guess, puts her fingers in me, if I can remember correctly. And then is like, <laughs> you're five centimeters dilated. Alex and I are like, okay, we can do this. We can do this. Whatever. And then the second nurse goes one. She does it. And she says one. And I'm like, one what? She was like one centimeter. You're one centimeter. She's very cold. I don't know. The whole experience was great, except this one nurse, probably because she told me I was one centimeter. I'm just like, fuck you. Yeah, we but just yeah. dropped four cm. Yeah, and I'm screaming and think I'm like gonna die. Like I had literally at that point was like, I'm gonna, I can't do yeah. this. Like yeah. I actually can't do this. So yeah. to hear I was one centimeter, I was like, wait, she was right. I'm the, she was right. I hate this story. So yeah. So then I was like, wait, what? And then. And then I was like, but she just said five, you know, but then stopping and be like, ah, whatever. And she was like, well, she was wrong. <sighs> yeah. So then I was like, epidural now, 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 epidural now, now. And, <laughs> and I got the epidural immediately. Yeah. Doctor no? Yeah. Doctor, I don't know. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I don't remember at yes. that moment. Yes. I do remember being like, I don't want a resident. Um, you didn't want to practice doctor? I asked for no resident, which sounds like very... Um, I, wait, to do the res- your epidural? To do the epidural. Oh, that's right. right. I can't remember if Val had somebody open micing her op- epidural. <laughs> yeah. You don't want a barber college no. epidural. No, no, I don't. And I didn't, I felt like an asshole. And then in that moment, I was like, I don't care. You know, you just want I think the needle to go in the right place. Rights. Well, it was, so... Yeah. And it's then like it's I your felt anniversary great. dinner in Hawaii. You want to sit by the the view, right? And we're willing to wait. Exactly. Yeah, we don't want a resident. And then, um, how did the epidural feel? 
It felt Numb, right. Just numbness. I just felt, yeah. And I hate needles. I, I did not want an epidural. But at that point, the difference of pain was so, I was just like, bring it on. You know, yeah. do whatever you want. It reminds me of your dad's morphine too. Yeah. Because that, I don't know, maybe yeah. this is a hot topic, but I'm like, what a miracle. Yes. No, 100%. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And the morphine's amazing because like you have this con- like connection with music. That is like your best friend, mm. I think, when you're dying. Mm. Um, so that was really cool to see. Yeah, because yeah. what is music? Music isn't changing based on what you're doing. It's like a consistent experience. Yeah. You can listen to the music you knew when you were a kid. You can listen yes. to new music. Yes. But it's not going to do the... Eddie Vedder's not with Pearl Jam going like, okay, it's the he's dying version. <laughs> right. Jeremy's fine in class today. <laughs> no one ever dies or goes away. Right. It's the opposite where it's songs. They're just like, nope. Neil Young's talking yep. about his dad that that's right. passed. That's you know right. what I mean? And you're like, yeah, man, it's that's rec- the world. Like, we're good. We're connected. We're jamming. Oh we're like, God. whatever. Anna, you I know? think this might be one of the reasons we love movies and tv is because they're like they're not bullshitting you yeah if it's a movie about death or it's a movie about divorce or a tv show about divorce Mm -hmm. or whatever it might Mm be it's not going are you sure you want to hear this it's just giving you like you asked for this here's the show and as i'm talking to you i'm realizing that that is usually because and as i'm like i haven't talked about this with anyone and i'm talking about it with you even though we just met that's usually my safety net of the show is like, I get to put whatever I want in the show, you know, as long as that, that Maya agrees. And then and then the audience chooses if they partake. But I don't have to apologize for bringing it up. That's right. It's how you feel. That's exactly, is how I feel. That's, that's why you're going to love writing a book because you're like, dude, you're reading. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is every word you read is you're agreeing to a contract of like, you're coming into my space. Right. You know okay. I, mean? I love like that. If I was just standing on a street corner and going like, I'm not sure my mother and I loved each other appropriately. Right. Yes. I'm conceding that I had a hand in that right. when I was a child. Like right. that's literally right. a crazy person. Right. But if you're in the book and you kind of ease them into it and right. you can say anything in a book. Yeah. Cause you're reading. Yes. Stop. If you don't right, want true. to read it. It's not even a TV show. True. Like, I can't find the remote. Now I have to see that scene. Right, that's true. I'm literally sobbing in this moment. You and your parent, uh, your, Anna's parents on the show fighting. First of all, your dad on, on, on uh, is it Penis? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you can call it that. I, we call it that sometimes. You should. We I call do. it HBO's Penis, Crashers. Yeah. It's super funny to get your own show wrong. <laughs> I think. Clearly, I agree. Clearly, I, agree. Clearly, I think that's the Concur. Your dad on the show looks exactly like the pastor at my church. Exactly. Really? You don't have a picture, exactly. do you? Exactly. Oh, I'll look it up. Also, I think you and I look alike. You think we Am do? Am I crazy? I think we could be siblings for sure. I think we could be siblings. I Absolutely. feel like, I feel like, have you ever done face app? Um, is that a face swap? I wouldn't say do it. It's the rumors that it's like Russian owned and some sort of spy technology. But I did do it. And you're a better looking version of my man. Wait. On FaceApp. So it changes. You can change yourself to child, male, 80 years old. I love it. So anyway, Wait, we look I a lot that. alike. And you and I. We're, we're twins. Are you ready for this? My guy has less hair than you. Okay. Right? Yeah. Am I crazy? No, no, you're right. I'm going to bring up Taylor Nichols. There he is. Oh, that's Taylor Nichols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of similarity there's, there. It's just a similar looking guy. Oh, yeah. Similar dude. No, I definitely see that. Oh my God. My, now I'm looking through my old church photos. Ooh, ooh. 
See that I would love to. <laughs> Not my church see. photos. Go- oh, they're Google's because like I had to Google. Got it. Uh, yeah. yeah. See, I thought yeah. this was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were. I'm like you Googled him, him too. You know him. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Alex texted you. He said, oh, "Don't forget to pump my honey." I'm just kidding. I didn't. Really <laughs> she probably did. Yeah. Are you lactating? She How's the that. lactating? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, How many you, ounces did you make? You also get really, that's another beautiful thing is because you get really honest about bodies. Yeah. Like talking about Val's body. Yes. Like. Yes. It's, I have I a didn't joke. I used to say that much. Yeah. About that's it. what I mean. Yeah. And it forces you. Yeah. That's another surrender. Yeah. That's another making friends with change. Yes. You're being forced. The part, the you that doesn't talk about your body. Yeah. Is dying. Yeah. You know, that is gone. Yeah. And that it's it's I get excited thinking. And about it's like a, it's like tr- for me not I breastfeeding. Think... <laughs> not breastfeeding. I get excited thinking about breastfeeding. <laughs> Sorry, that's a weird thing to say about yeah, change. Yeah, straight face about change. Um, no, I and I think being like to be a woman, I have to be sexy and I have to like not talk about this weird thing about my vagina that's or right. and then yeah, having the baby kind of unleashes that. It's... You're like I ripped two centimeters, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think. It's weird that humiliation we don't want, but we we want to be humble, but we don't want to be humiliated, and it's mm. the same. It's the same. Word. I'm not familiar with the distinguishment between the two, but I I think that's true for most people. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Wait, wait what do you mean? Like you like didn't that's see the like kind of no, no. I do. Like yeah. I I see them as this more the same. Oh, you I do. Think, I think so. Yeah. I think and I think Maya is similar in that way too. I think that's actually where like humor overlaps it sometimes too much. Where it's like to be humble, we need to like humiliate. Mm. You know, whether it's a story we share or in our characters or as people. Yeah. You know? And I think humiliations that happen to us, if, yeah. if um, integrated properly, can produce a humble person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This, again, goes back to boys don't get their periods. So, like, a lot of cultures mm. would shame. The, it, this sounds so cruel, but... And maybe it is. I'm, I'm not here to judge one way or the other. But, like, they'd put them in a situation where they maybe don't win. Because because uh, thirteen year old boys are can sometimes be invincible or whatever. Yeah, and it was to humble them. It's to show them that they need to belong to the group and That's to interesting. curb sort of narcissism. Yeah. And stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we only have a little time left. Yeah, and you have to pump. What do you What do you make? You were raised Unitarian. Do you have you ever seen a ghost? Is the first question. I think so. Oh, tell it. Uh, I was <laughs> I was seventeen. I was with my friends Emily and Elise. We were in situate. We had snuck out to drink at the beach, like in these cliffs where our friend was having like a bonfire. And at the top of the cliffs was this spooky house that everyone knew was spooky, but like no one knew why. It just felt spooky. And we drove up there just for fun. And then we were leaving. And at like midnight, there was a girl that looked like eight years old. It's too movie. It must have just been a girl, but it was so weird with like really long, almost white hair, like super blonde, dressed in like a tutu. <laughs> oh so God. fucking weird. Oh Walk just like walking the road. It was so weird. <laughs> and I got out and I was like, I was like, and I was like a little drunk and which makes the whole story seem less legit. But, and I got out, I said, stop the car. I got out. I said, hello. She said, hi back. I picked up a blade of grass and got back in the car. I think I said, I'm looking for something. Picked up a blade of grass, got back in the car. And then we all freaked out, drove away. We were screaming. And that's it. And that girl was Melania Trump. (laughs) Yes. We need need an ending. There's (laughs) no no ending. No, no. We don't need an ending. We don't need an ending. I am a little, as a parent now, I'm like, 
are you okay? Well, right. In what the, the fuck? Well, that's the thing is I'm telling the story. I was like, I swear to God this happened. But also I would have helped. Like I grew up babysitting with it. Like I would have helped that person. Yes. If you didn't so think a little were a specter. Bit, I guess. But I need to call my friend and confirm because this is if, weird. Were they, they weren't translucent though. They were very pale, but they weren't translucent. <laughs> I'm on the verge of saying yes, but no, they weren't. They weren't. They were just very pale. <laughs> oh my god! Have you seen a ghost? No, okay. other than my my the ghost of my other cat than... reliably oh, shows up yeah. when I visit my mom. Oh really? That's yeah. so cute. Yeah. I miss my if cats. I if I sleep at my parents' house, which I don't often do, only when I'm alone now. I'll stay in my old bedroom and the cat jumps up on the bed every morning. S- Shut up. Yeah. Like you're half asleep and you feel it and then you open your eyes and, and the cat's there. there and it's not there. there. Yeah, not yeah. There. It would be that. better if it was there. Yeah. But it'll cuddle up and as long as I don't look at it, it'll stay. What are you talking about? I'm wow, telling you I my weird that. cat story. I love that. My cat ghost. Wow. And he had a traumatic death in the house. Wait, what happened? He, it was a knife fight with a with a dog. <laughs> oh, I was like with one of your family members. Like what? No, it was traumatic. Oh. Just be, just because. Yeah, no, that is traumatic. He was a dying cat. Oh. I guess traumatic for my mom for a cat who was there. But you but know, so to die. And the sweet thing is, his twin brother came and laid on him and just like let him pass. Stop. That's what I mean, you want someone to tell you it's okay Jesus. to go? I know. Okay, so speaking yes. of Jesus, who do we love now? <laughs> who do you love? No, what is what speaking is your Jesus, framing of um, the uni? it changes all the time. Great I answer. feel I feel very have always felt very connected to something bigger, more meaning, whatever. I don't organize religion in general makes me a bit uncomfortable, even though I really liked being raised Unitarian because I learned about all religions. My parents tried to teach me about all religions. They really find it like even historically interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I like to meditate. I, I, you know, I do think that there is, that we're all connected and that's kind of as much as I, and I, in times of, of tribulation, I will talk to a God that I'm like, but not the God, but a spirit or whoever you are. She, it, what? So Unitarian. Yeah. So Unitarian. Um, an idea, an idea. I know there's something bigger than me, you know, that makes me feel loved and trusted Mm -hmm. and, and there's too much that happens that I feel like held in, you know, mm-hmm. or can feel held in that I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, there's more meaning, you know, but also I like maybe not, but I choose to live with this because this is what makes me happier. Live with. With the feeling that there's something bigger that like keeps us all safe, like can yeah. keep us all safe. We're back to like, I don't think brain will ever be fully on board I, like when we're converted when we become to use that we're enlightened yeah i don't think the brain necessarily always comes along for the journey yeah. you just have a different relationship with your brain yeah so like what this just come came yeah. up earlier and it's coming up again now even in my most dipped in what aligned balanced whole connected states i can still sometimes hear my brain going like well maybe it's a bunch of crap <laughs> right you know yeah and you go like you just have to go like I don't know if there's a seat in the car for you. Like, mm. like, like, or there is, you're coming with me, well, that's but I don't know I if feel. you're ever going to go like, you're, you're right. Leading. Yeah. That doesn't need to lead. But I, I mean, I'm certainly not like there, there could, you know, I haven't, I'm no, um, professional in saying this, but there's a part of me that feels like, can I just be at peace with both? Like, 
by knowing that like if, the kind of proof that I would like for to know that this couch is right here or whatever, like that's not mm-hmm. going to come. Mm-hmm. And so that will always leave me wondering like, what if, but I choose because I'm look, like, it's all about what makes me feel whole day to day or what makes me feel happier. And, and so I choose to live like this because that leads to me having a better experience with myself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that the questioning I like the questioning for some reason, you know. Well, I don't think it's a flaw in the system. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's always it's a losing and a getting and a forgetting and a remembering and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so much of it is I think and and the like unilateral I'm right there's nothing else that that is. That's what bothers me the most, I think. Cuz there have been times when I'm like, okay, I feel really sure or whatever um yeah, I like the room for everybody's, I don't know, discourse on it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the relationship of all of us. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need anybody to believe what I believe per right. se. Right, exactly. I, I enjoy it. You enjoy it. Well, of course we so do. Much. I kind of want yeah. people to have what I have. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting that the, I've been thinking about this lately too, like the belief that there are no universal truths is a universal truth mm. <laughs> which is or or that like nothing is going on is it, it, people have said this before yeah. a lot too but it's like it gets very certain and it, my favorite atheist uh Penn Jillette is is very open about his uncertainty and it's very similar to uh it can be very similar to my beliefs mm. uh just in the we don't know what's going on here mm. portion of it do you think there are aliens mm-hmm. yeah me too <laughs> been having this conversation a lot with the New York Times thing coming on. People are still like, I don't know. I mean, Harvard is doing like, some weird work with DMT where they're mapping what they perceive to potentially be the 13 perceivable dimensions that are happening all around stop. us. So See, there's, mathemat- there's mathematical evidence for at least 13 what? coinciding. So that's just math. That's not DMT. Right, right, right. Wow. And then some people, I've never uh, smoked NNDMT, which is what that's called. Um, some people believe that when you're smoking DMT, you're actually seeing dimensions that are happening over lane on our universe. You know, so it's like we're mm. looking for aliens out there. Right. When really it's like an alien experience another- is like is just happening wow. here because here is all there is and this is what's going on. Yeah. And there might be stuff happening on a See, moon of Jupiter. See, that dimension aspect is – I can't – Alex and I talk about this a lot. I can't like picture it. Yeah. I can't comprehend it too much. It's like too abstract. Do you think I can? I Maybe no the way you idea. talk about it. I'm the reason I say there's mathematical evidence is because at one point I was like, "How do they know that?" And it's because they bounce math at these theories. Yeah, and they, they get, bounce it like they, a ball. <laughs> and they get back data that says this. Yeah. This supports the hypothesis that there's at least one other dimension. And they did that at least thirteen times. And then, uh, so when people smoke DMT and they see like. A whale 69ing a tarantula in an ocean of liquid magma. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> and when it We've comes, it's Chex, Chex Mix. <laughs> You're like, that was another dimension. Look, wow. I wa- I'm very, I'm feeling like protective and I want to get you pumping and I want to get you out of here because it's hot and everything. Can you tell me one last yeah. thing? How do we I know? I don't know what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know what I would say. That is so funny. Hypothetically, if you asked me that, I have no idea what I would say. I don't know what I would say, darling. Um, uh, the question is, can you think of the time in your life you laughed the hardest? 
Maybe it's um, Junie High. <laughs> yeah? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't do a lot of laughing in June. Well, maybe I did. I have absolutely not a clue. That's such what an interesting What about when Maya question. dances? She's such a funny dancer. My, no, Maya's hilarious. I've definitely laughed some of the hardest. We would re- When you play the French horn and she does that dance, <laughs> yeah. we would rewind that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We played it like 15 times. I think that's one of the Maya best Maya kills me in that. We play it over that's and so over cute. and over and oh over. Oh, my God. Yeah, Maya's the funniest human What about a bloopies? I, I Googled Pen15 oh, yeah. bloopers and I couldn't find any. There, I put some rogue ones on my Instagram that our uh, editors made. That's that where I saw it. let it out. Yeah. But and I'm trying to get them to release all for the the last like in a couple months when it's out all the last 15 episodes of Bloopers. I've been trying to get the, I don't know why yeah. they haven't been. We're but we're editing them. They're going to be out there. It's going to be great. Okay, great. Yeah, they're very funny. Okay, yeah. When uh, Maya fell over in the bloopers in her ham costume, <laughs> was one of the funniest moments of my entire life. <laughs> And I desperately wanted to use it because at the very end of the take, you can see her. It's on camera. Just like she's in just big prosthetic ham. It's so hammy <laughs> and absurd and silly. And yeah, she's like and her she little her little um, sneakers keep squeaking, which is like sound is like, oh, that's a problem. We're like, keep the squeaking. It's funny. And then and then gets right past camera. And she's like, barely just goes down like a tree, hits the ground. <laughs> oh my state in character god. yeah she was oh she's so fucking funny. oh my god yeah, she kills me don't get me started yeah can i say one last thing please in college yes college yes someone i was talking to somebody in gillies the cafe okay her name was amy and behind her was someone who <laughs> will go unnamed okay let's call her juliana okay <laughs> it's not a more name. And Juliana I, Moore. As a, Juliana Moore. As a joke, <laughs> I said to Amy, what do you really think of Juliana? Like a bit. Like, so you knew who this person was, yeah, Juliana. And, oh, and we all knew that's Juliana. That's funny. Got it, got it, got it, got it. But I'm doing the Pen15 kind of like you're all on yes, the phone. Yes, yes, yes. And I go, but I said it. Because knowing like we, it was a joke. I literally yeah. went, but what do you really think right, of Juliana? Juliana? Like I thought my tone was <laughs> right, saying this so is a obvious, joke. obvious, but Juliana. And Amy goes, with Juliana right behind her, goes, I don't know, kind of annoying. Because <laughs> she didn't know. She didn't Stop. know. I, that's a verbatim. So what I don't Juliana know, said, kind, kind of annoying. annoying. Juliana Cried. looked like she saw her own ghost. And then you were like, just kidding. We knew you were there. It was on me, though. That's my fault. But did you pretend that she, your friend knew that oh, she was there? And you were like, we knew you were there. Gotcha. That would have been so much that better. That would have been better. I think I just you were went like, straight to I like, I didn't know I she was going to say went. that. <laughs> I didn't know she thought you were annoying. Let's just say I don't remember any BFF photos in the yearbook. <laughs> yeah, that was it. OMG. High school. I could have talked about this stuff all day and every day. And me thank too. you for the show. Thank go, you. Go, go everything you need to do would you say um, thank you huge fan um um welcome to the show this is when we yes. start okay. <laughs> no oh uh, warm up uh, yeah yeah my dad dying um yeah we weren't what else do we have uh uh something more traumatic yeah <laughs> thank you for doing this thank you this is awesome i'm glad yeah, would you I'm say keep fan. it oh preesh would you say keep it crispy that's how we end keep it crispy <gasps> <laughs> I don't know why. I was a guest. I was a guest. Thank you, Anna. Thank you so much. I'm so crispy. My ice can't make you haters want to get me. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy.